This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Tuesday, June 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police say an off-duty corrections officer turned the tables during a carjacking late Monday, opening fire on the suspect in Philadelphia's Olney section. The 59-year-old corrections officer just left a friend's house when he was carjacked along the 200 block of East Roosevelt Boulevard at 11 p.m. The man told police that he got into his Toyota Avalon, and before he knew it, a man wearing a surgical mask and a hoodie pulled him out of the car at gunpoint and got in. That's when police say the corrections officer grabbed his weapon and fired off five shots towards the suspect who then sped away. Police officers within about 20 to 25 minutes located the Toyota Avalon about a half a mile away from the 4900 uh, in the 4900 block of Bingham Street. That vehicle was found with five bullet holes in it and also a lot of fresh blood inside the driver's seat mm. and some on the center consoles of Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small. The bullets went through the driver's side window, door, and front windshield. Police said a short time later, a man showed up at Temple University Hospital with gunshot wounds to both of his arms. They believe he may be the person responsible for the robbery and carjacking. The corrections officer was not injured during the carjacking, and the investigation is ongoing. A tractor trailer found near Lakeland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas contained the bodies of 46 dead people, along with 16 others who have been taken to hospitals. Local officials in San Antonio said Monday evening. Officials said that federal state and local authorities believed that the bodies were those of migrants. Uh, Cross-border smuggling and human trafficking have been long-standing problems along the U.S.-Mexican border, but the death of 46 people represents a stunning loss of life. Uh, KSA-TV reported that ambulances and law enforcement officials, including agents from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, swarmed the scene. San Antonio gets a whole new level of hot if you've ever been down there. I believe it. Yeah, Yeah, unbelievable. Then to think of People jammed into a truck like that. Unbelievable. Well, and that's, I mean, and that's what they do. They try to cross the border um, and they shove them all in there and yeah. leave them and don't open the doors when they're crossing right. the border. And sometimes it can take hours to, you know, yeah, to just get sitting through. There, yeah. You can have yeah. the AC on in a car, full blown, and you're, you're like, you know, fanning yourself. Yeah. Imagine that. In the back. Awful. Three people are dead and dozens are injured after an Amtrak train derailed uh, after hitting a dump truck that was in an uncontrolled public crossing in Menden, Missouri according to Amtrak and officials. Eight passenger cars and two locomotives, which is where the engines are, derailed at 12.42 p.m. Two of the train's passengers were killed, along with someone who was in the dump truck. At least 50 people were injured. The train was en route from Los Angeles to Chicago with 243 passengers and 12 crew members on board at the time of the crash. At least 13 victims have been hospitalized. The National Transportation Safety Board said it is launching a 14-member GO team to investigate the crash. The team is scheduled to arrive today. Um, and about 100 miles northeast of Kansas City. And this comes one day after an Amtrak collided with a car in California, killing three people. In sports this morning.
The Phillies were off last night and returned home for a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. Zach Wheeler will get the start tonight. First pitch is set for 7.05. Over the weekend, Bryce Harper suffered a fractured left thumb after he was hit in the hand with a 97-mile-per-hour fastball in San Diego. He will be reevaluated in the next few days to determine the path to recovery and whether or not he'll need surgery. The reigning National League MVP has been one of the best hitters in baseball, hitting 320 with 21 doubles, 15 home runs, and 48 RBIs, despite missing nine games. He has six more extra base hits than anyone in the majors since last year's All-Star break. And a day after the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, the NHL announced the players who will be inducted into the league's Hall of Fame this year. Forwards Henrik and Daniel Sedin, forward Daniel Alfredson, and goaltender Roberto Luongo will be in the 2022 class. The Sedin twins and Luongo were teammates on the Vancouver Canucks and were all in their first year of eligibility. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, everyone. We're back from a longer weekend, a Tuesday morning before us. We have a new Word of the Week prize, which we'll get started on today or they didn't do a letter yesterday, did no. they? No. Okay, so four letters this week to win. And we have a father-daughter road trip to the shore package to give away, including this cool uh, stack of stuff. So a $600 Airbnb gift card, a $100 Wawa gift card for gas, and a $50 Acme gift card for snacks. And it's from Don't Make Me Go, which is with John Cho as a single father who takes an unforgettable cross-country road trip with his reluctant teenage daughter. So... We're going to send you on a ship, uh, a trip to the shore with your uh, reluctant teenage yes, daughter. Yes, yeah. And we'll see how that works out. Or uh, the donor of your choice, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe we can just okay. bend the rules a little bit. Yeah, but nonetheless, it is a uh, hey, father. Bill, what's your daughter doing this weekend? A father-daughter road trip to the shore that we're going to give away. So your chance to win. Coming up at the end of the program, we have uh, several things happening today. Uh, we have an announcement uh, later on this morning. We're going to reveal... Uh, the results of the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, which took place on Friday. It was a good day. A great event. We had such fun time doing the live broadcast. So, yeah. So uh, we got the numbers in, and we will reveal those a little bit later today. Uh, we also have a meet and eat today. Our friends from Wawa are stopping by. And in conjunction with this, uh, it is uh, that with the appearance, we're going to have $50 Wawa gift cards to give away. But the reason we're doing it is tomorrow is Wawa Hoagie Day. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when that gigantic 10,000-foot, uh, however, however big it's 10, it is. 10,000 miles. Uh, that 10,000-mile wow. Wawa that they make. And uh, Independence Mall uh, near the Constitution Center, that whole place is going to be teeming with activity tomorrow. And it's it's essentially, it's free lunch from yeah, Wawa. Yeah. It's sandwiches, sandwiches, and more sandwiches. <laughs> and uh, yep. you can just come by and grab them for free. There's nothing like it. Yep. So uh, Casey and I have been hosting the, the duties here the past several years. So we will be, once again, uh, your masters of ceremony. And it will be from noon to 2 tomorrow, Independence Mall. And it is part of Wawa Welcome America. So that's always... That means like we're 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 in the middle of summer. Absolutely, it is, yeah. Uh, so well, it's going to be awesome for it. Yeah, too. it's going to be a little bit warm, but yeah. it's going to be perfect. We got nothing but sunshine, eighty-eight degrees, and there's always the Wawa Hoagie Building contest yep. between yep. Uh, the police and fire department. There's this massive grudge match that takes yeah, place. It, it's called a competition. It, it ends up a free for all. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a food fight that Absolutely. happens there, yeah, and yeah. Uh, of course you have the Air National Guard and the. Um, uh, the, the uh, there's a couple of different uh, they they change it up each year which uh, uh, the French mili- Foreign Legion mil- no military organizations come out for this so uh, they're going to be I think it's the Air Force and the Air National Guard so that'll be tomorrow but we are getting ready for that today and we'll have some giveaways in conjunction also Chris Geisen's the CEO 
of Wawa, our friend, is going to be getting in touch with us. And they're, they're doing more expansions. Yeah. They're actually, uh, Nick sent me an article the other day. Uh, they're headed out further west in our own state, Pennsylvania. Dare I say, that's getting into the territory of, a, of another convenience yes. uh, chain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're trying to... Uh, at some point, they're, they're going to have over. to enter the octagon. They I might. Think, yeah, it's Civil War time in, in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, yeah. And so we know who's going to win. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to Chris about that later. Uh, we also have comedian and writer Neil Brennan on the program, and he's got his one-man show... Uh, that's going to be at the Fillmore in July. It's on the 14th, so we're going to talk to him this morning as well. So you see, we have a lot to do today. Why, well, it'd be foolish to go anywhere else. <laughs> it, it would be. Uh, and, and also some stuff to give away outside of everything that I've mentioned. So we'll have a stupid question when we return. I've got an entertainment report. i got some heavy stories. i got some lighter stories. i got a little this and that that we're going to share with you. So we'll take a break. We'll come back on this very beautiful start of a Tuesday morning and get it all underway. So hang in. Stay with us this morning. You're invited. Hang yeah. out. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we're going to give away a $50 Dave and Buster's gift card if you can answer this question correctly. And I have to be honest, never knew the answer to this. Who was considered the first Marvel comic book superhero? Huh. 215-263 WMMR, who is considered the first Marvel comic book superhero. I'm going to write down an answer, but just check quickly. Uh, and, you know, 215 263 WMMR. Really quickly. So, the number. Nope. Okay. Nope. It is. It's one that I was very surprised to hear. Really? Interesting. All right. So, we'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Today is Tuesday, June 28th. Uh, Kathy Bates has her birthday today. She was a Marvel superhero. She was. For briefly. Uh, you know what I was thinking about? My my uh, daughter started to uh, embrace uh, hor- the horror film genre. Awesome. And we so, need to talk. <laughs> and so, I know. And, I, and, and because we were watching Stranger Things, and there's some clear nods to Silence of the Lambs oh, in there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so I, I showed her a, a quick video of uh, something that kind of lined up with that. And I'm like, I wonder if she might like that. But she's, uh, but she's 15 now, so she might dig that. And then, if so then Misery might be a good movie to show as well. Uh, she impressed me as having very cool taste. So, yeah, I think you can run that by her. Yeah, Just so, don't tell your wife. <laughs> no, no. But Kathy Bates, obviously, Misery, as Annie Wilkes, is just, oh, my God, incredible. Do you know you know what she was great at? She, and this is a, we were, I forget who we were talking to, but um, she played Jay Leno's agent in The Late Show, the made-for-TV movie. Uh, Ellen Kushnick, I think her name was, and she is Hilariously, horrifically amazing. In yeah, that role. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's because we had um, Daniel Roebuck. Uh, there we go. Dan That's right, Daniel Roebuck, Roebuck here, who yeah. played Jay Leno in that. Right, right. Uh, so Kathy Bates, seventy-four years old today, an Oscar winner. Did she win for Misery? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have uh, uh, Danielle Brisewa. Oh, 
So she played little Stephanie on All in the Family and also appeared in uh, Knott's Landing. And she was a member of the New Radicals. Which they, you know, the song, You Only Get What You right. Hear. Yeah, she's in, I get, they did a video, she's in that. It's a great song. It, it is. It's a great song. It's, I'm it's, sorry, yeah. One hit wonder. So good yeah. to do it twice in concert. But it never, it, it's still, it's just a happy tune. It know? works. It's one of those. So Danielle Brisebaugh was in this band. Uh, and she is 53 years old today. Ah, the great one. It's Mel Brooks' birthday oh! today. Oh. Mel turns 96 years old wow. today. Uh, and he is just, uh, he's a guy, man, wouldn't you love to talk to him? Oh, Would my you God. not love? It, there's no way you could get, you'd never want to stop talking to him. No, you could talk to him about, you know, different facets. You could do entire hours worth of material on just different facets. Yeah. There's the Mel Brooks directed movies. There's the Mel Brooks produced movies. There's his days with your show of shows and Sid Caesar. Yeah. Uh, all of the that. Comedy stuff, albums. Comedy albums. All the, Two thousand year old man with Carl yeah. Reiner. Yeah, yeah, just a just a force in, uh, and in, in entertainment change. Uh, he helped, even though he was part of the vanguard of the earlier days of television. He brought in that new, edgier comedy with like Blazing Saddles yeah. and that stuff that was just amazing. We have a mission to convert the Jews. We're going to teach them. And who would have ever? I never would have guessed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Spaceballs would be as beloved as it is. Because when it came out, I thought it was just a goofy slapstick movie. It didn't do all that well. It's got legs, though. I actually, I got a, you know, bands send us uh, uh, demos from time to time. And I actually got one this morning, all right, from this punk band, this teen punk band. And so this is yeah. it. And I open it up this morning. And it says uh, they're called Drastic Measures. I haven't listened to it yet. I no. have no idea what the story is. But it says we're a punk band from New Jersey. It says, do you know the word punk used to mean female prostitute? What does that make drastic measures? Absolutely nothing. And it says, yes, I added a Spaceballs reference in the description of the band. Holy S, this disrailed anyway, it derailed anyway. Hi. So that's a Spaceballs reference that's from right. a, a young it, it punk permeates. group right there. So it's still. Why don't we take a five-minute break? <laughs> the movie hangs in there, man. The thing with Spaceballs on its initial release, that it came out like four or five years after the last uh, Return of the Jedi at that point. So yeah. it seemed like really after the fact at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, way after Right. It. But after, but time has been good to it. Yep. Uh, also, John Cusack celebrates a birthday today. Uh, he is 56 years old. I just saw him, Steve. There was a, uh, a birthday video for uh, oh. Brian Wilson going around. And, and he was a great, lot of famous yeah. musicians. Uh, and he wishes uh, Brian a happy birthday in that. But John Cusack, not. Like, his personality is like, when he's not acting, it's like low, Are you low personality. So much to be a better interview than he is. He played Brian Wilson, the older Brian Wilson, yeah. in that movie where Paul Dano was playing younger Brian Wilson. Oh, that's right. I never saw that movie. It's really good. Uh, Say Anything, one of the greats, yeah. obviously. He's been in a ton of great movies through the years. He's 56 years old today. Uh, it's John Elway's birthday today. Uh, former NFL quarterback, obviously, and um, uh, if you fly into Denver, you see his restaurant in the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and car dealerships. I think Always. he made more money selling cars post NFL career than he ever know. made. Yeah, and he's I, is he the owner now? That not the owner, but like a general manager or president of the Broncos. He's got some uh, high up position within that. I franchise. think he's like viceroy. He might viceroy. Be viceroy. The viceroy. Does yeah. he uh, doesn't he do commercials for some sort of? Um, he had arthro- uh, uh, arthritis treatment. I think I see his commercials. I remember on. seeing him like. I think uh, everyone has commercials for arthritis. It was like some sort of a uh, 
like a NFL skills competition weekend or whatever, and so you saw him like he was out of uniform and he was he was going down a water slide, so he had no shirt on, and, right. and he had such a regular guy's body. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks right, of all right. time, but like, he, you know, he he was just. I don't know. Like, yeah. I guess he's like you know built uh, differently as far as like as his shoulder strength or whatever. But like everything else was like well, you would know regular. traditionally. Are, are, are I mean, who who's who is a really jacked quarterback? Tim Tebow is pretty jacked. Yeah. Um, a, a lot. Mc, I mean, McNabb. McNabb is muscular. Muscular. Yeah, but you know he. But I, they're usually not. Tom Brady, that, you know, I always go back to his, like, initial, like, when they went through the uh, the uh, training combine. Yeah, he looked like Kathy Bates. <laughs> he looked like Kathy Bates. Now he just looked like, you know, just a, like a regular dude. But over the years, you don't stay in the league for as long as he does or or jump uh, Elway did without taking care of yourself. Right, right. He's 62 today. Uh, actor Alessandro Nebola. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Jurassic Park 3, Face Off. Many Saints in Newark. He's uh, the star of that movie. I interviewed okay. him um, oh. for that movie, the, the prequel to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh, Sopranos. And uh, yeah. he's really good in it. He's uh, a Multisanti's uh, father. And, and he plays a Tyrannosaurus in, um, in Jurassic Park 3. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's married to actress Emily Mortimer, by yes. the way. Uh, I so love her. He celebrates his 50th today. Yeah, you love her? Yeah, yeah. She was in the newsroom, right, Nick? Yeah. And uh, she's on a voice in one of the Cars movies as well. Okay. She didn't knock out. Big birthday for him today, 50 years old today. And the last birthday, it's Elon Musk's birthday oh. today. Uh, Elon is uh, 51 years old today. What's the name of, of his kid? Uh, his kid has some weird... Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of symbols and... Uh, you know, if I were a billionaire I'd, it, and to, to fall in line yeah. with that, I, I would name my child... Yeah. yeah. Why not? You know, why not? Kai Sport. Everybody can uh, pronounce that, right? Yeah. Well, maybe some. Maybe not. Might be kind yeah, of hard, yeah, but yeah, hi. Yeah. Hey, come here. How about... <laughs> yeah, no. I, I like that better. And you can only say it with the effect. Yeah. I think this is his kid's name. Uh, okay, yeah. that's it. Yes. Uh, so Elon Musk is 51 today. I got one more for you, Preston. He's a okay. local guy, and, and uh, the reason I brought it up is so we chatted with him earlier this year. Yes, actor Bruce Davidson. Thank oh. you. Missed out on that. Uh, he was great. Yeah. Character terrific. actor, been in everything. Uh, X-Men. X-Men, the first X-Men film. Uh, he was Senator Kelly, I believe. Uh, and, yeah, he's just one of those guys who's been in tons of stuff, so happy birthday. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. Uh, who is considered the first Marvel comic book superhero? Uh, Casey, the phone lines on oh, the board are, are inaccessible. What a friggin' nightmare. It'll take just a moment. We have them up on our monitor here, but to actually pull them up through the mixing console, we have to do this quick little reset. We have a gasoline-powered phone system. It's one of the old... <laughs> <laughs> it's a pull cord. Yeah, you have to pull the cord. We don't even have a, the calls come through. a key start or anything like that. And now we just lost Yay! all the calls. Well, we talked about doing that thing where we, we have to right. test a different line on the air. Or Is that happening? Like, let's... It's supposed then, to happen. We keep losing. Yeah, phone calls. I, I would rather have you dial a a non uh, working number. Easy phone. We were gonna like like it was gonna be like a six ten number or something. like Why that. Why not yeah. go back to fax? Yeah, right. So it'll much be quicker easier. than yeah. the system we have now. Uh, so we had a bunch of people on hold. They're all gone. Is that what it is? All right, hang on a second. Let me let me Buy try yourself something. Let today. me see if this call works. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Morning. All right, Eric, who's first Marvel comic superbook hero? I guess Superman. No. 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 Wrong universe. That's oh, yeah, DC. Yeah. It's not Marvel. Incorrect. And we have no other calls. And we have no other calls right now. We'll come back to this. Let's just give it to him. In a moment. Yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. We'll bend the rules. 
Uh, we'll go through some other stories, and we'll see if we can get an answer in a little bit. Sure. All right. So the rumor about Disney offering Johnny Depp $301 million to return to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise has apparently been debunked. It was simply that, a rumor. On Monday, multiple outlets shared that Depp had been offered the $301 million deal. A source uh, reportedly told Pop Topic, uh, Disney is very interested in patching up their relationship with Johnny Depp. They are hopeful that Johnny will forgive them and return as his iconic character. However, representative for Johnny told NBC, this is made up. Uh, in May, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, producer Jerry Bruckheimer was asked if Depp would reprise his role as Captain Jack Sparrow, and he responded, not at this point. The future is yet to be decided. So my guess is they are going to get him for uh, another Pirates movie. Yeah. Because it's you have a built-in advertising machine for the film already because interest is high, but they're not going to pay him $300 million for it. Right. Is there a market for another Pirates movie, though? That's what I'm concerned about. My market stopped after the first movie. Yeah, Yeah. I I really liked the first one. And then they got worse and worse as they went along. And then, Steve, there was one I, I just was... Scrolling back, there was one that came out in uh, 2017, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I, I don't know anything right. about that movie. Like, enough. Yeah. Enough. We've, we've seen it. <laughs> okay. Keith Richards on a boat. Right. All right, let me go back to the phone see if we can answer this. Stop Who's it. the first Marvel uh, comic Hooper ser- uh, superhero? Hooper Zero? <laughs> Hi, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Mike. Who is the Hooper Zero? <laughs> <laughs> That would be the human torch. The human torch. Yes. Yes. Hang on, Mike. You're like a Hooper hero. We're going to give you a $50 Dave and Buster's gift card. Summer's better with the great outdoors than Dave and Buster's. Where you can play. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, nothing's happening. Okay. All right. Pull the cord. You can play 10 new games like Wicked Tuna, Dodgeball, and Top Gun Maverick Virtual Reality, plus enjoy seven new chef-crafted menu items like Spicy Taco Burger and Spiked Black Cherry Limeade. That sounds good. You can visit one of their uh, two Philadelphia locations. By the way, The Human Torch, yes, the very first Marvel comic had uh, three different superheroes in it. Uh, Besides, The Human Torch was Angel and uh, Namor. Oh, and, a Submariner. But uh, Human Torch was the first one in the storyline. So is that that's Submariner's name? He's Prince Namor, yeah, right? Prince yeah. Namor, yep. All right, so Alec Baldwin announced on Sunday that he's going to be interviewing Woody Allen uh, today, despite the controversy, the controversy surrounding the Annie Hall director. Aren't they uh, doing the interview while they're duck hunting? Maybe they're doing yeah. that. Uh, the interview is scheduled to take place via live Instagram, uh, Instagram Live. Uh, Alan, of course, allegedly sexually abused his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, when she was a child. Uh, these allegations, with which first arose in 1992, resurfaced due to an HBO docuseries titled Alan vs. Farrow uh, that was released last year. And, um, of course, the docuseries... Featured Dylan and her mother, Mia Farrow, detailing the abuse. Baldwin came prepared for backlash. When he announced the interview, he captioned his post, Let me preface this by saying that I have zero interest in anyone's judgments and sanctimonious posts here. I am obviously someone who has my own set of beliefs and could not care less about anyone else's speculation. If you believe that a trial should be conducted by way of an HBO documentary, that's your issue. And he also added, I love you, Woody. So we'll see how that goes over. When's the last time Woody Allen actually did an interview? Uh, it's been forever. Yeah. So he obviously feels that he's that um, he is not going to be broadsided by Alec Baldwin, who's got obviously stuff that he's dealing with on the um, public perception front. So we'll see how it goes. Right. Actually, Baldwin 
is a good interviewer. So uh, yeah. we'll see how this works. Yeah. Uh, on ABC News yesterday, Danny Bonaducci shared the symptoms of his mystery illness and said that he was hoping for a diagnosis but did not get one. Detailing his experience, he said, I couldn't walk at all. I couldn't balance. I couldn't do anything like that. And he added he was afraid of everything. I was afraid of my stares uh, and just moving around. Uh, and, and, and no, nobody's been able to figure out what he nope. has? In April, uh, he announced that he was taking a temporary medical leave from his radio show. Uh, though his illness remains a mystery, uh, doctors were able to rule out a stroke. He said, I just immediately said stroke. I'd seen my dad have a stroke. It was the same thing. I couldn't walk, couldn't keep my balance. I slurred really badly. Uh. I couldn't remember anything. And this amazing miracle of medicine, they said, you did not have a stroke. So he's re- he returned to his radio show this week, but he still, he doesn't know. He has no idea what's wrong. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah, and sometimes that happens, man. Do you know what? There, there, is, there are two ways these things go. I mean, you find out immediately that you have something bad or you have something that's impactful, you know, that caused this. Uh, t- to me, I'd rather go that path than the elusive, we can't figure out what it is. Yeah. And you're always living in fear and you have no course of treatment. You don't know how to handle it. Yeah, I, I've seen stories of people who've uh, had mysteries for years. Yes. And Kathy, you've dealt with a few things where you've been trying to hunt down what's... Yeah, like allergies. Right, trying to figure right. out what it is you're allergic to. Yep, so we'll see if something, uh, if, if he can figure something out. I hope so. Uh, Jody Sweeten, the actress, uh, doesn't want her running with the police to detract attention away from the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, the Full House actress co-hosted e Daily, E's Daily Pop on Monday, and commented on the incident. She said, people are shocked when they see Stephanie Tanner. Something happened to her, and all of a sudden, it makes it more real. Uh, and she said, I hate that it takes people knowing someone, being someone that they recognize, uh, for people to be outraged or to take action. Uh, Sweeten added that she wants to keep the spotlight on the bigger issue at hand. Uh, she said, above all, I want to continue to not make this about me and continue to be uh, to bring the focus back to women's rights and also police brutality. Uh, I, if people are disturbed by what they saw, let me tell you, I spent a lot of time protesting out on the streets, and that's a very minor incident of police brutality. So it's a pretty wild video of her getting shot, but she's okay and everything, but she's speaking out about it, obviously. Here's another interesting follow-up. Uh, police in Florida are on the lookout for Bam Margera. Now, this was as of yesterday. I don't know if there have been any... Another? Uh, yeah, another it was as of yesterday evening. And what, did he leave rehab he again? Left, yeah, yeah, he vanished from rehab. With Jody Sweeten. He had been staying. No, I don't know about yeah. that. Uh, as his rehab stay is court-mandated, he is not permitted to leave the facility yeah. without permission. So he's going to get in trouble, man. He will. But he reportedly left the building around 5.30 on Saturday and hasn't been seen since. Uh, the Broward County detectives are asking anyone with information on Marjorie's, uh, Marjorie's whereabouts uh, to reach out with tips. And this is the second incident in two weeks where he has left the facility. We talked about uh, the other one the other day. So we've hypothesized that is is the only thing that's going to work for him is that a like a like a he has to be locked down. He has to just be forced to stay in a facility because nothing else is working. Uh, Margera's team is hoping that the star can be found quickly as, without being monitored, the concerns of a relapse have returned. Uh, in May, he revealed that he had completed a one-year drug and alcohol treatment program. Mm. And his close friend, Brandon Novak, also told TMZ that Margera had shown tremendous improvement and was closer than ever to being back 
uh, to the band that he knew from the years before his substance abuse issues spiraled. You got to see this Brandon Novak, his turnaround. Case, I know you're you're familiar with yeah. how how low this guy had gotten, and now he's he's like Steve O. He's yeah. completely the other way, and he just you know he's a, at a point in his life where he is able to help people, and that's yes. all he wants to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's trying now. Men, uh, I mean, uh, Bam is. Dealing with, uh, you know, not only like substances, but He's also, bipolar, right? yeah, like some mental issues as well, which yep. makes it, everything so much more difficult. Yep. All right. Uh, Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker responded together. Oh. Uh, they were at Soho House in Malibu on Sunday, enjoying one another's company amid reports of their breakup. Were they on their way to Nobu? There's hope. I don't think they were at Nobu. No. Uh, Booker uh, also liked. Jenner's nude sunbathing post. Everybody hear that? Booker yeah, liked, yeah. liked, it, huh? liked Jenner's nude sunbathing post. You know how I describe that post, Preston? Uh-uh. Thirsty. Oh, time will tell whether things are really over between them or not. We'll have to see. So you can see your hiney. You yeah. see, yeah, Completely. It's, it's a bare hiney. Yeah. You know? That's thirsty. Yep, that's pretty thirsty. Uh, page six reports that uh, Katie Holmes... And well, you know what? I shouldn't mix and match here. Let me let me go to a Kardashian slash Jenner story right. first, and then we're back still in the Hills. afterburner. Mode. I don't want to. I don't want to leave that. No. that I don't want to leave the Jenner sphere. No, and yeah, then yeah, come yeah, back to it later on. We only get one trip to the Jenner. It's sphere. so large; it's hard to go through all of it in one trip. Yeah, in the Jenner sphere. Yes. Uh, Kim Kardashian took. We have a full size Olympic pool that, because oh, of nice. gravity management, we can maintain the water so that you can swim to your heart's content. <laughs> I worked on the technology myself with Elon Musk. Uh, Kim Kardashian uh, took to Instagram on Monday to wish her sister, Chloe the happiest of birthdays, along with photos of the two of them eating pizza. Right. Uh, Kim wrote... Chloe is it was wild if you saw Preston. She actually rolls up the whole pie and eats it like a like a breadstick. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, and here you go. Here's here's another caption that I that I kind of right. just cringe at. She wrote, Happy birthday to my number one ride or die. Uh, Ride or die. Wasn't that like a Hell's Angels phrase or something like that? And now it's used to describe I mean, your buddy. It's but they're sisters. I know. It's not your buddy. It's not your ride or die. Your ride yeah, or die. Your family. Um, <clears throat> I don't know also, if it was Hell's Angels or not, but I know it was a, some, a, a, a Maybe bike. the Pagans. It was definitely a, a, yeah. a, a motorcycle club thing. Anyhow. Uh, she goes, I feel so blessed to be your sister and call you my best friend. I love you so uh, much. No one in this planet deserves the happiness and blessings that are coming your way. Um, and every single person that is blessed to be close to you <laughs> is a better person because of you. And I'm so proud of your heart and how genuine you are. You are always true to yourself and always want what's best for others. Beautiful. You're- your heart is so pure. Oh, knock it off! That I can feel all of the best energy coming your way. I love you so much, and couldn't get through this life without you. Oh. So yeah. I wonder if they actually, at any point, say this to each other, or just no, no, assume they just they'll read down. about it's it. It's Instagram online. language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's for the host. I saw her and Pete Holmes. Uh, on, on PBS, they had the uh, Mark Twain uh, Mark Twain Award right. with, for John Stewart, right? And Pete Holmes was one of the presenters, and so it was Pete Holmes, and then Kim Kardashian, and then Steve Carell, and then his wife. And it was it was an odd yeah. to see her in that mix, but she was yeah. there with Pete. This yeah. post was weird because I think the very first picture, because it was a series of pictures, Kim looks bald, 
And uh, I'm surprised she went with that. Like she looks. Oh, she's like, been she, doing that with her hair. She has blonde hair pulled while. back, right? She, yeah. She slicks it back. Well, she always was like that slick back look, but with yeah, the blonde case, it yeah, and her her skin tone, it makes her look like she's bald. Yep. So anyhow, it's her. She's her number one ride or die. I like the final picture where she's rubbing Chloe's belly. Uh, page six reports that Katie Holmes. Let me back to go back to this and her new beau, Bobby Wooten the third, seem to be very smitten with one another. An eyewitness shared that the pair engaged in some PDA at a Ooh. wedding, Kathy and Montauk, over the weekend. Oh, where was it? In Montauk. I don't know. It doesn't say where. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. It's uh, a big place. You don't just go to Montauk. PDA in Montauk. It's a little, little light-finger-blasting, too, right? Yeah. Uh, they were at uh, 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 Maine and South. I don't okay. know where the hell they were. I have no idea. Okay, I didn't know if there was a venue that would no, be listed. it just says they were at PDA. So, okay. anyway, Katie and Bobby were very affectionate with each other at Aww. all times. They said they looked very in love and didn't care who saw. Ah. Okay. Reckless yeah. abandon. Yep. He's love the, you, Bobby. He's not in the Wooten Bobby. Brothers, is he? I <laughs> do not know. <laughs> Bobby Wooten the Third. You can look him up and see. Maybe he's a member of that band. I do not know. Bobby Wooten the Third. Um, let's see. On Sunday, uh, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> that, a group of people recognized him. Yes, and they point like well, invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he's a musician, Nick. Yeah, you showed him playing an instrument. He might be. Maybe he was here in our studio when I jammed with the Wooten yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Did you reason, know. That's the only reason I brought it up. I thought that maybe we had a connection to the Wooten Brothers, but I think he's in a separate <laughs> Wooten clan. <laughs> Different Wootens. Oh, you know what? He was in the um, David Burns American Utopia. Oh, oh wow. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. On Sunday, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens posted a video of herself visiting the Salt Lake City School where High School Musical was filmed. Ah, uh, so a little bit of nostalgia. Going back, yep. Yeah. Uh, she captioned the video, Do you remember in kindergarten how you'd meet a kid and know nothing about them, then 10 seconds later you're playing like your best friends because you didn't have to be anything but yourself? And that's all she wrote, so I don't know. I don't. But no, those, don't. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, those movies were fun. I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Uh, this was sad news, uh, and I have to admit, I'm not familiar with this actress, but she was in a lot of things. Mary Mara. Yeah. Actor best known for recurring roles in ER and Law and & Order. Uh, she died in Cape Vincent, New York, Sunday from an apparent drowning. She was 61 oh, no. years old. I recognized yeah. her picture. I'd seen her in things. I didn't really watch those shows all that much, but um, yeah, I, I'd seen her in other stuff. So she was uh, discovered in the St. Lawrence River in Cape Vincent uh, Sunday in the evening by uh, various officers. She was uh, staying at a summer home it's horrible. of her sister Martha's. A preliminary investigation suggests she just died by drowning while swimming. An autopsy will be performed. So she started her career in 1989 in the television movie The Preppy Murderer, Steve. I remember that, yes. Yeah, and would go on to amass over 80 screen credits. Her notable productions include ER, which saw her play recurring uh, patient Loretta Sweet, and police procedural Nash Bridges, which saw her act in the main cast as Inspector Brent Carson. Other notable television credits were NYPD Blue, Ally McBeal, Law and Order, The West Wing, Monk, Shameless, Ray Donovan, Dexter, and Criminal Minds. I think Ray Donovan is where he's from. And she was in several movies too. Or she made her debut in uh, Love Potion Number Nine. That was a uh, Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And appeared that same year as Billy Crystal's daughter in Mr. Saturday Night. Other credits include Bound, A Civil Action, K-Pax, Gridiron Gang, and Prom Night. So she was in a lot of stuff. So uh, that is sad news. And unfortunately, she drowned. All right, I told you I had heavy stuff and lighter stuff. This All is right. a little bit lighter. 
Uh, ben Affleck's son, Samuel Garner, 10 years old, got into a fender bender <laughs> while visiting a luxury car rental dealership over the weekend. Yeah. On Sunday... Uh, the actor's 10-year-old son joined him and Jennifer Lopez at 777 Exotics in Los Angeles, where he let his preteen get into the driver's seat of a yellow Lamborghini. And it didn't work out so well. While in the vehicle, Samuel hit a white BMW that was uh, parked behind them. <laughs> a source told people Ben was at the dealership to test drive a new car. Sam seemed very interested in the exotic cars, but let him get into the driver's seat of a very expensive Lamborghini, and the car ended up reversing into another parked car. So was th- my question is, was this car running? It apparently was. Or was did it just get popped into neutral and slid backwards? Uh, well, you look at the pictures, they seem to be on flat pavement. Yeah, there was no damage uh, to the cars, uh, but you could tell that, Bryn, uh, that Ben uh, very much regretted letting Sam get into the driver's seat. Uh, he seemed upset about it, apparently. Uh, and uh, a representative for Affleck also tells people in a state that there was no damage and everyone is okay. So there's a picture of, of Ben, and he's, like, holding his hands up. What like are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like that kind of, hey. Uh, but I'm wondering if he was. Tell me, do you want a spanking? If he was angry at the people working there or not. Yeah, I mean, I it seems know. weird that the vehicle would be uh, on and the kid would get behind the wheel mm-hmm. and engage it. Yeah, don't know. Can't do that, Batman. All right, how about oh, this? Uh, the Queensland Australia waitress who argued with Katy Perry over a cafe table has revealed details of her embarrassing encounter with pop superstar. Her name is Indiana Paul, and she went viral on TikTok earlier this week after revealing she had served the singer while working at a cafe in Port Douglas on Saturday. Indiana, who did not recognize Katy beneath her hat and sunglasses... Uh, said she told uh, Katie that she would have to wait until the table became available. Cool your jets. Uh, She clarified that Katie wasn't acting like a diva and actually had a really good reason for wanting the first table uh, available table. She said, looking back on it, the reason she wanted to get inside the cafe was people were taking pictures of her. I was so oblivious. I had no idea. Indiana praised Katie for acting normal and taking the rejection like a champ instead of throwing a tantrum. She said, I think partly why I didn't recognize her, what recognized her was that she was just so relaxed and chill about it. Uh, she didn't have the appearance about her to make her seem like she was worried for waiting for a table. She handled it like a champ. I wouldn't have recognized her, what she was wearing. After initially telling her that she'd have to wait for a seat, Indiana agreed to give uh, Katie a table that wasn't meant for customers before kind of uh, scolding her for breaking the rules. She said, I was walking over to her, made a fool of myself. Just She said, just for future, know that we can't seat people in this table. Uh, Indiana said she was mortified moments later when somebody told her that uh, the customer was Katy Perry. She said, I felt like a fool. I went over to apologize. I was a bit shocked I had uh, that I had acted like she was just a casual Joe Blow. <laughs> and I, can believe how, I, uh, I can't believe how nice she was. I'm going to continue to treat the regular people like crap, but I just want you to know, tell the celebrities, they'll be fine. Uh, so she left a generous tip. That's uh, cool. She didn't specify how much she said. It was more than the usual two bucks we get thrown in the bucket. So... Uh, it was actually a good experience. Uh, Variety reports that American Horror Story actress Emma Roberts has joined the cast of Marvel's Madam Web. Hmm. Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney are also set to star in the Spider-Man spinoff. I don't know. She's the Euphoria this. girl, Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> uh, the Euphoria girl. Yeah, she's on that series, right? She's the one that uh, uh, Mr. Skin has been raving over. Okay. Uh, what right. is uh, Madam Web? I, I am know. vaguely familiar, again, like like a Moon Knight and a lot of these peripheral... Yeah. I assume it's a female Spider-Man yeah. character, so I, I don't really know. 
According to the Hollywood Reporter, Rushmore actor Jason Schwartzman is the latest actor to join the cast of Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mm. And he'll join the cast that includes Tom Blythe and Rachel Zegler. I don't really know anything outside of that, but that's another cast member added to that list. And finally, one last story. Uh, Variety reports Carol Burnett will appear as a guest star on Better Call Saul's sixth and final season. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't know who she's going to be playing. I think she's going to play Carol Burnett. Okay. She just gets involved. Wow, she shows up. Maybe she's uh, (laughs) wants to get in on some criminal activity. There's a bookie that's after her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she said, I'm thrilled to be part of my favorite show. So apparently she that's loves... That's her favorite? She loves the show. Wow. Yeah, so I wonder cool. if she ends up like playing, I don't know, maybe maybe Saul's mom or something like that. I'm just trying to, because I'm pretty dialed in with that whole series, and I'm trying to think of how and where she would end up. Right. Uh, you know... It's, His mom? Uh, in the story, yeah. Maybe. Maybe she's a bounty hunter. Oh. Right. That would be... Would that be cool? Be weird. Like a skip tracer? I love that. Yeah. Maybe. Talk about stunt casting, yeah. but I'm all in. She pulls yeah. up on a Harley. <laughs> like dog. All right, we're ready for clips. You're going to be able to do this? Yes, sir. You guys are right here, though. Where? Right here. Okay. The Upshaws. What's up, Shaw? The Netflix sitcom that follows a hard-working last family in Indiana is entering its second season. And here, series co-creator and star Wanda Sykes shares her joy about the series. I am thrilled. I really am. I, you know... In a way, it just came together. This is like meant to be, you know. Just, just I mean, it, it was just happened so, so. This is like the smoothest process I've ever been, and since I've been in show business, I don't, I don't want, I don't think I want to see it. Season two of The Upshaws premieres tomorrow on Netflix. Next clip. The mystery comedy series "Only Murders in the Building." In which three strangers start a true crime podcast, left left fans with an unexpected cliffhanger. And in this clip, Selena Gomez talks about her new responsibilities this season. What I enjoy about producing is learning. I'm not afraid to ask stupid questions. And I love that everything I've been a part of has meaning and and is authentic and and real to me. Season two of Only Murders in the Building is on Hulu now. Is it so they've already started with the episodes? Yeah, it's my favorite show from 2021. I haven't watched any from this season yet, but I can't wait to dive back in. How many in are they, Nick? Do you know? Just one or two, Steve. They just started. Son of a bitch. And they're um, going, I believe, one at a time. Uh, Yeah. That's how um, Hulu does. It's not all at once. Did you finish off first season? Preston? I nope. I gotta go, and you know what? I need to go back and start it over. You know what? I, I watched I think three episodes, and then like Ted Lasso had come into yeah, our yeah, life, yeah. and we were all about that. So this I, would be good for for binging because now you could do two seasons at once. Yeah, dive back into the season one, and then just go right into season two. I think I'll start from the beginning. I never even got to where Sting comes into. Oh, yeah. so it's you guys great. told me about it, and, and Sting uh, is playing Sting. Yeah, so I got to see that. There's an episode uh, that's centered on the one of the cast members being hearing impaired, and it's one of the most brilliant episodes of, of TV I've okay. ever seen. It's so well done and uh, innovative, and plus, like Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. Well, Jane Lynch as Steve Martin's oh my God. stunt double so for good. the series was terrific. But it ends up you forget in the last few seconds. You're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. There's a um, a cliffhanger, or yeah. at least a reminding of something that sets the whole series in a whole new direction. Excellent. Yeah. I'm intrigued. All right, so there you go. That's the entertainment report, and this is exciting. We have a screening. Of Thor Love. Ah! Yes, we do. Wow. Uh, 
This is good. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hit that again. <laughs> That's the one. That needs to happen every time. Uh, it is Wednesday, July 6th, so it's a week from tomorrow, 7 o'clock, UA King of Prussia. Uh, and it won't be in theaters till Friday, July 8th, so we're getting this ahead of time. It's this pretty cool. Huge. Um, yeah. You failed to mention that it's an IMAX it screening. It is the IMAX screening. How about that? I love it when that happens. <laughs> It's me calling upon the forces of nature. What if what if when, when Thor shows up, his catchphrase is Yoo-Hoo? Yeah. And, and that's like, <laughs> as he arrives. Yeah! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ready? And it just puts the absolute fear into all villains. Wait, wait, wait. Lightning first. When they hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hang on a second. All right. Second. Wait. Ro- no, Thunder. no. Wrong, wrong song. I know. I know. I know. Which, uh, what, what's the one I'm looking for here? Uh... It is. We've uh, got to work this out. We, we, no, I got it. I got it. Got I got it? It. We're, we're all set. Are you ready, yep. Steve? All right. Yeah! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> In the land of the you and the who. In the land of the you and the who. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take callers 10, 11, and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll give you movie passes to that screening. So 10, 11, and 12, July 6, 7 o'clock, UA King of Prussia. So let's set you up with that right now, and you will be good to go, my friend. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, friends, did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger save the date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. Well, just in case you missed it, Preston and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash campout. Uh, there was an interesting article that I stumbled across over the weekend. Oh, actually, before I, I do that, I do want to mention that a couple things coming up on the program. Uh, we're going to announce uh, the results of the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive. Yes. On Friday. We had a great time at that event, so we'll make sure that we do that. Uh, we have a Tattoos Day prize today, your chance to win a Presidency-themed tattoos from uh, a themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoos and Piercing. And tomorrow's Wawa Hoagie Day. We will be giving away uh, some gift cards for Wawa in a little while. And Casey and I will be uh, at uh, Independence Mall uh, tomorrow from noon to two for Wawa Hoagie Day. And it's it's free food. It's great. It's you got it. If you've never been, you got to go check yeah. it out. And there's a there's a whole host of activities and things that take place at the event. And Casey and I host it. And we'll have uh, uh, the CEO of Wawa, uh, Mr. Chris Geisens, on. Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour to talk a little bit more about that. He's a great guy, so we'll get to that in a bit. All right, in the meantime, uh, this article I saw over the weekend, which I think most of us at one time or another have had this experience before, and it's definitely an unsettling moment, okay? You're in a public restroom. Yes. And you're doing your business. By that, I mean you're taking a poop. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the horror 
of an empty toilet paper dispenser. You didn't check ahead of time for whatever reason. You're in a hurry. Who knows what? And all of a sudden you realize there's no toilet paper. Led to an interesting experience here at One Bella Plaza. That's right. Where we work Mm -hmm. for me one morning. (laughs) And I had the luxury of thinking, look, it's early enough. There's like nobody here. There's like 10 people in the building and I should be okay. And I sauntered out of the Stall. uh, stall. With my pants around my ankles because <laughs> it was a messy poop, okay? It was not a and, clean, easy, double-tapered, wonderful thing that happens. And no. by the way, yes, I, I, it, whether you're the great Poupon set or just, uh, you know, a, a regular blue-collar worker, uh-huh. I don't care where you come from, you will experience this at some point in your life. <laughs> you will. This will happen to all of us well, it, at some point. It doesn't have to be that. Every time we go to the bathroom, we use toilet paper. So it, it happens. I'm saying everybody, all, right? No, I, mean, I know. But what I'm saying is, is like it would happen more often. You don't have to be going to do what you're talking about, Preston. <laughs> just for us, we just go to the bathroom. Some if people just dab no off. No toilet paper, then you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, I came out and as I was trying to get some a paper towel, uh, Casey came walking <laughs> in. Oh, and and what did you say? He saw me and all my. I go. I go, it was out of, there wasn't any toilet paper. <laughs> there wasn't any toilet paper. You need to understand. And uh, Don't he, tell anyone. Dude, you laughed so hard. You were just. You're you so were, vulnerable. I was at <laughs> my thing. most vulnerable ever. <laughs> Give me a hug. Come here, buddy. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Come here. All right. So, anyhow. So you've had this happen, uh, and I saw this article with some pretty interesting tips. It says, instead of descending into self-loathing, have an action plan. Here's what to do when there's no toilet paper in your bathroom stall. Well, so this could be very helpful. Uh, good. Yes. I think everyone can use this at some point in time. So I'm going to read from this article verbatim uh, right. because there, there are some good tips here. And feel free to share your own stories if you like. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. So it says in this article, number one, first thing is ask for help. It says if you're alone in the restroom, the obvious first step is to check other stalls for supplies. If you're not alone, uh, just call on the love of your fellow humans. If there's someone else in the restroom, swallow your pride. Make a polite request for assistance. Help. It says you you may be... <laughs> You may feel embarrassed, right? but we all have to move our bowels at some point, and it's significantly better than the next few options that are going to be explored in this article. I think all things being equal, I think you would attempt to help out someone were you outside the stall and someone called for help from you. It's just the kind of thing that we could all commiserate on, right? So swallow your pride, swallow your embarrassment, go ahead. Swallow your fist. (laughs) And just ask for some help and see if some, you know, some stranger in there has some toilet paper. Now, if if there's no one in there. Right. uh, And you can't leave the stall for whatever reason, um, then your next step to contemplate is non-standard paper products. Which is the thing that rifles through everyone's mind. What can you possibly use? To wipe my ass. Right. Well, right. sometimes you have the ass gasket. It's just sitting there, right? Have you well, ever used an ass gasket? Let, me, let yeah. me go through right. these. Yeah. Number one, toilet seat covers. Yeah. Okay. The ass so we gasket. have them. And these are in order, by the way, of which ones you should use. Okay. Given your druthers, right. that's the first one you should go for. And they give reasons why. Okay, please. 
Uh, these are your best option if available. They are sanitary and flushable. Are they? Uh, so they really, uh, they're really just oddly shaped toilet paper anyway. All right, hold for and one. They're probably the smoothest option as far as comfort level goes. All right. So this actually adds something that makes me angry now. Because I will go in, and many is the time I'll go in and see the ass gasket still on the toilet. Still there. Now knowing it's that it's flushable, flushable yeah. uh-huh. makes it even more. And even if it wasn't, just go throw it. Get rid of way. it. I, some people's public bathroom habits, specifically here in, in buildings where they are regular tenants. Yes. here working every day. And I see the regular stuff happening all the time. And I'm like, honestly, really? Seriously? You seriously. Filthy animal. It's basic. Yeah. It's seriously basic to A, flush the toilet. That's what uh-huh. that handle is uh-huh. there for. Or take away. It's like uh, um, uh, going out of the woods. Leave yes. No, leave no trace. Ne- leave no trace. Right? Right. It's a pretty I, um, easy concept. I, and, and usually it's... Keep uh, it clean. When you walk in, it's very anonymous. You have no idea who left the mess or, or Unless whatever. you sign the wall. But I was washing my hands one time and somebody came in, used the uh, the stall to go, number one, and left the toilet seat up and then, like, left. And uh, I'm like, Ugh, just put the toilet seat down. That's, that's not as bad I, as... I agree. Still, yeah. I know. But... You're making somebody else touch that toilet seat. Well, you're going to be communing with it in some form or another. Mm-hmm. Your body will be. So I, I got it. Yeah. I understand. Technically, yes, you're right. It's not the worst. But that, that doesn't set me off. That one's nominal. Yeah. I think. All right. So then you have, so your second option outside of the toilet seat cover, paper towels, obviously. Okay. You're saying what you're saying. They, this list says is more more corrosive or more um, irritating than the ass gasket. Yeah, if you grab some paper towels, it says from the sink area, you have a scratchy but effective substitute. Would you moisten said paper towels? You can minimize the roughness by getting them a little damp okay. before using. So and that's yes, what I would do. Which is what I was attempting to do <laughs> when Casey came into the bathroom and saw me, my full frontal moment. I had um, a similar similar moment to that where the person was getting paper towels, not for the reason that you were getting them, a different female reason. And she looked at me and she went, I'm so sorry. Do not talk about this on the air. And I was like, <laughs> Got it. Uh-huh. Check. All right. Now, here may be one that you did not consider. Uh-huh. All right. And this is what actually made me go, okay, this might be worth mentioning on the air, this whole conversation. The cardboard, the cardboard roll. Oh. Now, this is when you're getting down to, I have no options here. So, the bare cardboard toilet paper roll might be mocking you from the dispenser, but you can use it for an extremely unpleasant wiping experience. How would you extricate it? Like, we have our it Depends to- on what you have. Ours is industrial right. size. You can't so get in I there. don't think you'd That's be able to work. do that. It's the type of thing that if you if you have yoga classes that they it's a, right. it's like you can roll your back on like it's yeah. that, you know what I'm talking right. about yep. yeah. Yeah, so unless that. you have an extraordinarily large ass is that going to help But you? it says like paper towels you can make it marginally more comfortable with some strategic dampening uh but if you have to you can use, and I think that's more like the standard home version of toilet paper, that cardboard roll. Right. You can kind of tear it apart. And it starts, it's different sheets. I mean, and that's, you're really, you're really slumming it at that point. But when you have no options, you have no options. All right. Then moves on to another level. 
Oh, can I guess? Yes. The floor tiles. No. No. It says, let's say you've wandered into some sort of Mad Max restroom where there are no paper products at all, not even the cardboard roll, and you've started your business and you haven't noticed it and it's too late. It says, a wasteland of bacteria and shame. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, it's time then to search for a hidden reservoir of paper on your person. Check your pockets and your wallet for anything, anything that could be used. That dump just cost me 150 bucks. Well, <laughs> it goes through some. It goes through some. Really? Sorry. Right. Starts with tissues. So right. this one's pretty obvious. Of course, if you have a pack of tissues in your coat pocket, your toilet experience won't be so, tra- so traumatic. Do you? All. Do you ever? Do you have tissues with you? Do you have a handkerchief with you? I, do I don't. I have tissues no. in my bag. Ladies usually do in their bag. So go, walk <laughs> over to the ladies' room with your. F- Pants around your ankles. You could do that <laughs> if you're desperate. All right, how about this? How about this? And I never would have thought of this. Receipts. If you went to CVS right before oh, you hit the you're, you're in luck. You can wipe for days. You can wipe other people's butts. It says paper receipts aren't ideal. No. But they can get the job done. It says, sure, you might not be able to return those ill-advised impulse purchases, but you will have uh, defeated entropy for one more day, and that's not nothing. So if you have that, you're available. Now, how about this? Rappers. I don't see. Okay, uh, I, I hear this. I, says, I never have any of this. Similarly, yeah, but you may, at that moment, you may have just stuck something into your possible. pocket. You it's may have possible. just yeah. picked something up, you, and you just, might yeah. have it in your pocket. It's worth looking Check. for. All right. Uh, similarly, candy wrappers or other packaging that you've got in a bag or in your pocket may also provide a bit of emergency relief here. And then, Steve, the one that you mentioned at the top, cash. says, yes, that makes this the most expensive public restroom you've ever used, but wasting a few $1 bills might be worth it in this instance. If you don't have any singles, you're going to have to engage in a very serious conversation with yourself regarding the price of your dignity. Man, (laughs) would it be better to keep a couple of blank checks in your wallet? Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe. Let or, me go. Let me. I'm going to go to some calls, and I'll come back to uh, a couple of other ideas. Well, actually, let me let me get to these ideas because right. some of them have to do with people, uh, what people are saying, and when they call in. So another one says you can do a make it your uh, a make a do it yourself bidet. Uh, so this was something I was wondering about because listen, you've now become subhuman, but you've got to do everything you can to to clean yourself properly and and leave there with some peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So do you? You then you have to think. Okay, the water in the toilet, right? Right. All right. So is that where we're going? No, not at first. It says if you happen to have a bottle of water on you, all right. Consider using it to clean up without paper. Water is pretty effective at this, which is why billions of people around the world use it instead of or in combination with toilet paper. So, so this it could is, be a choice for me. Um, I always go to the bathroom and I bring a pressure washer with me. Oh, good call. So I would use that Listen, first. If you had to, if you had to, I think you can flush the toilet. Yes, exactly. And then you have a fresh bowl of water. Yes, yes exactly. You have to use your hands. Yes, but you could wash your hands once you, you got out. Wash your hands as soon as you get out. In fact, yes. you dive over to that sink. So, so you that that is a that is a one of the last ditch. I mean, listen, desperation move. Can I say I think yes. we're saving lives we here are. today? We I think so. I think we're saving good. lives because these are legitimate. When you encounter it, you're going to say. Oh, this is frivolous talk until you find yourself, perhaps, and God, I hope it doesn't happen later on today, yep. having to um, manually 
bidet your ass with toilet water. Well, that's how some You're cultures thank us. will do it. Absolutely. I mean, my um, my friend was in. She spent a long time in India. And uh, yes. I, I think that's maybe why they don't, like, ever shake hands with their left hand, because that is your ass-wiping hand. There are some cultures, yes, that they, they use their hand for, quote-unquote, grooming. Your A-W-H. And that is, what is that? Your ass-wiping hand. Your yeah. A-W-H. But, like, they'll have, like, oh, a... Uh, your A-W-H. It's your I'm all. sorry. Your all for short. I don't, yeah, I don't want to shake people's hands anyway. Now I really don't want to with A-W-H. Now that I know about that. Well, it's just the left hand. The right hand is usually no. okay. No, that's, that's completely fine. That has no. COVID like, on it. splash it up. Yeah, that's yeah. your B. BTH, your ball tickling hand. Yeah. All right. And then (laughs) your BTH. And then finally, and this is the one a lot of people are calling and texting about sacrifice your wardrobe. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. No. What? No. This is the dumbest story ever. This is not happening. Did you not just hear people agreeing that we're saving lives? Honestly, what? What what would you do? This w- this isn't going to happen. This, she would this, wait. You she would stay. Denial. She would no, stay in the Why stall would... until the building was demolished. Let's say you had an emergency, <laughs> like you. I got to get to the toilet right now. I, would I have go no home. choice. And you? No, no. You? It, yeah, you, I would. You're going to crap your pants, is what I'm saying. That does, I'm not going to crap. I don't have situations where I'm going to crap my pants. That doesn't happen. She's not realistic. No, Listen, I am realistic. I don't have she situations can will it where to I'm happen. Crap my pants. No. She will make it go back up. There are times, I'll, but I will you tell you because sick. because the um, what if you what if you're sick? Well, hold on. There, there. I often no all the time. If I go into a public restroom, I check first if there's toilet paper because not for what you guys are talking about. Just urine going to the bathroom, urinating. Um, if there, if it's I have, sage advice. If I don't have toilet paper and I have wet underwear, it ruins my day. It's so uncomfortable. Okay, so I check. Every time I go in here, if I'm at Target, if I wherever I am, a concert, whatever it is, I will check when I go in the stall if there's toilet paper. There. So she's saying something that really is the first step. Well, yeah, uh, that you at and while you may not think about it, make sure you check. Now, this is obviously we've gotten past that, and you didn't, but you can head all this off of the past if you make sure that you have. With it. And if it's not in your stall or whatever, go to the stall that has it or, or you know, work out your things ahead of time. But, Kathy, you're in a situation, as where President said, let's say you have, you, you, you just got food poisoning. It came on you like like a, like a bolt of lightning. And uh, would you... Apparently could that you, has never happened to her in, in her 30 no, and years. How, would you, you, how no, would you extricate yourself from the scenario? Has, ha- but th- that would be a pretty unfortunate string of events that you all of a sudden have food poisoning and no toilet paper and you're out of your house. Yes. Like, I, I just don't see that. And you're in happening. a foreign country. And listen, I understand it might happen to some people. You're in India. Hopefully that never happens to me. And you've sprained your AWH. <laughs> so anyhow, if it did happen to you, Kathy, uh, you might consider this, okay? All right, yes. Uh, you Always wear something you don't like. Using your socks. <laughs> that's And this goes in kind of like an order of, of what you might want to, to go to. Let me ask you, yes. have you ever, under the stall, pulled the, sto- the sock off someone in the stall <laughs> next to you? <laughs> I need this. Yes, I'm not. I need this Sorry. badly. I'm to be taking this. I mean, this has happened to me in my home. It's not even a private, pre- you know, restroom. Or, or I'm, you I'm really sorry, have no excuse to wipe your your clothing. No, but in I, your own home. But I have gone into the bathroom, sat down, started my business. Oh my god, there's no toilet paper. Right, you know. 
because apparently I'm the only one in the entire household who that, that who replaces any All right. toilet paper. So you so clothing, let's go the hierarchy press. Socks. Socks Start with that. number one. Says so your best choice once you've hit this bottom because they come in pairs. And once you're done cleaning up, hmm. you can carefully insert the dirty sock inside its mate, making it easy and relatively sanitary for the garbage. So, so you could take your other sock. You put the dirty sock in the clean sock, throw it in the garbage can, and, and you're it, done. And then you're you're good to go. And listen, it, it was a, you were going to lose the other sock anyway because and you look very sort of stylish yeah. in a, uh, like right. a, a Bruno Malia, yeah. right? Bagley, yeah. what do they call? It? Hey, so so would you use the inside of the sock or the outside of the sock? Uh, I, I would inside, s- softer, so you can still wear them. Okay. I think the inside is a little softer. Than I the probably inside. I, a sock wouldn't be my first choice. I think I would use suit uh, jacket. Suit jacket first. I, <laughs> well, me, I hate suit jackets. Let's. All right. Next would be <laughs> underwear. Yeah, I would probably go underwear first. Reasoning that your underwear, your underpants are going to be ruined anyway if you yes. do nothing. Uh, maybe make their sacrifice really count. But Casey. Dude, I wear I wear Tommy John underwear. I like I like good underwear. I okay? hear you. So sue me because I spend a lot of money on my underwear, but they're really expensive. Wait a second, though. I don't want to ruin my underwear. He does make a good point, Casey. I, I would actually say that a good pair like Tommy John, and I agree with you a thousand percent, Preston, how comfortable they are. They're, they're, uh, I think they might be softer than your socks, yeah. than your average socks. You yeah. should really but try. But they're way more expensive. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wouldn't want to do that. You should really try for the Loom Breathables. They're great. They're um, very, very comfortable, and uh, they're not as expensive. But uh, I just the the sock is dirty. It's you know it's around your. Gross. Have you not understood the parameters of what's happening here? <laughs> I understand. Yeah, you, this That's, is no time for that. That uh, that yeah. you can worry, pie in the sky thinking that you have. You can worry about cleanup later. Yeah. All right, and then finally, uh, it says uh, using your undershirt. If you're wearing an undershirt or layers of shirts, maybe you don't need all of them. You probably not. Well. What about the tie? Uh, if yeah, yeah. Depend. Ties can be really expensive. Doesn't matter. So it all depends. This is your this is your human dignity. But, How much is that worth? But given a sock over a tie, yeah, I'd do the sock. Socks are cheap. All right. You know what what if you take the tie? Yeah. And Garrett, the guy in the stall next to you, uh, and steal his <laughs> his uh, steal his socks. <laughs> and there you all go. Right. Now, here it says, one final note. Whatever you wind up using in this situation, with the exception of toilet seat covers, do not flush it down the toilet. No. Horrible. Even, even paper products like paper towels or tissues shouldn't be flushed because they won't disintegrate like toilet paper. Uh, tissues are designed to withstand explosive sneezes, after all, and persist for a long time, clogging time in our sewer systems, for example. And if you do have to resort to one of these desperate measures, uh, steal yourself. And walk the remnants to the garbage. They have also they've left out hats yeah. and weaves oh. as possible what wiping was the last material. One? Hats and weaves. Oh, weaves. weaves yeah. <laughs> Talk about expensive. Um, Steve, yes. listen the uh, the things that people will flush down the toilets. I have a friend of mine who. Uh, Plumber. Who, uh, no, no, no. He oh. works for Public Works. Okay. And there was a pump house near uh, this this uh, housing development, and he said because there was a, there was like a big time backups and stuff, and they had to go put in a whole new system. He said you wouldn't believe what you found. What he found that people flush down the toilets, like uh, baseballs, lacrosse, baseballs, dildos. Really? Like, yes. Yeah, people I are flushing me that. Yeah, uh, these things down the toilet. You, th- that's the garbage disposal for mm-hmm. your dildos, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, uh, by the way, a lot of texts and, and calls coming. This text says, I once wiped my ass with a $20 bill when caught without any toilet paper while drinking at a party. Took the same $20 bill, washed it off, and then bought more beer with it. Oh, God. Grody. Mm-hmm. I could not. Could not. But they wash it off. Would you throw away the money? I would. I would. I'd wash it off. I would. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I would. Yeah. I would. Uh, I just couldn't bring myself to recirculate that into the uh, into the system. Once you clean it, it's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to go to Brian. Let me go to some calls here real quick. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm great. I was, on a, I was on a job site once, yeah. and I was about an hour and a half away from where I work, and I went into the, the porta potty, and there was nothing. So I had a. It was a chilly day. I had a, a sweatshirt and a t-shirt on. And I, I had to use my T-shirt. That's Brian, actually fine. Brian, did you realize uh, before you sat down uh, or? Uh, no. Oh, no, it was yeah. afterwards. You yeah. know, that's yeah. the thing. That's it. You, that's the point at which you've made a critical error. That's why I think for our bathroom here and, and, and Brian on job sites when you have the porta pot there should be a small rack of clothing there. Uh, for you to use in case you went out of sure, toilet. Just clothing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at all times. I agree. Brian, did you end up, uh, I guess you tossed your shirt into the porta potty, right? Yeah, I feel bad for the guy who has to clean it. But. Well, right. you could to- toss it into the into a porta pot because it's not going through plumbing. Yeah. But they eventually yeah. have to, they have to, yeah, it won't go through plumbing. Yeah. But they do have to do something with that stuff eventually. Don't they have people that pull the clothing out and clean yeah, it? Yeah, I think yeah. they do. Maybe that's what I think. Ooh, a shirt. Ooh. Right, listen, a listen dildo. To this. Listen to this. I'm going to Scott. This right. is very interesting. Hi, Scott. Good morning. Hey, Preston. Is this bad time? Can you talk? I can talk. I'm good. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Uh, so I was out for a long walk with my girlfriend, now wife. Uh, we were going to go feed the ducks, feed the fish, and... The urge hit, and we were far from anywhere, and I had nothing. <laughs> I squatted behind a tree. I told her to run. It wasn't to, <laughs> to run. This run! isn't going to be pretty. Run! <laughs> Get to the chopper! <laughs> and uh, I had to use the pack of hamburger buns that we were going to use to feed the duck. Oh, my oh, God. My God. You used a bread product. I did. I okay. had to. So could you... Get to the <laughs> you could... Was it... Uh, was it in plastic? Could you have used the plastic first? I probably could have used the plastic, but... I, I'm going to support you in your use of the bread. I think that probably, uh, on a more natural level, would would be better. Uh, and and uh, even with this knowledge, this woman married you. She's a keeper. <laughs> she did, yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And then it says here on my screen, you, uh, there was uh, some other situations. Oh, yeah. I did a landscaping for a number of years and um when there's a, when there's nothing out there on a job site and it's in the middle of winter and there's no paper there's nothing i just rolled up a couple snowballs and washed it snowballs, snowballs. i thought you were gonna never say never like, like, like that. a shrub my god scott so a, a snowball How, would work yeah but think about the cold the cold yeah, yeah. how yes, yes. how funky was that Anyway, it was awful. The uh, the homeowner actually came out, and my boss told her what was going on. She was a friendly lady. But she said that must have been one cold poop. Oh my god! So, let me let me ask you just on a basic level, Scott. How how uh, do you have um, do you have intestinal issues, or, or were we talking were we talking panic situations here? Like you're sick? Uh, 
It was. Uh, I, I used to have some uh, some pretty good intestinal issues okay. before I got taken. Because when that yeah. happens, but, but, people don't realize. But listen, working, there's nothing you can do. Working, working though, landscaping though. If you're out mm-hmm. all day long, and uh, uh, I would imagine a lot of times people aren't home. You can't say knock on the door and say, "Look, I'm having an emergency. I yeah. apologize." You probably you're you you probably don't want to do that anyway. I would no. imagine you find yourself in a situation where it's like, all right. Pardon the pun, but I got to make do. I yeah. got I got to make this happen. You better skim your pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. I'll bet you, construction workers, uh, uh, guys out in landscaping, snipers, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, I'll bet you that they, that group of people, have to deal with this more than anyone else. Because well, you, your options are much more re- limited. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I would always be wearing a wiping shirt. Uh, case we only we don't have much time, right? No, we Damn don't. it, we're just. Cracking the surface on I know. this. Uh, let me see here. We're changing lives. What is this? All right, let me let me go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, Dan? Okay, so when I first got together with my now wife, we I <laughs> I was born in Kansas, and I wanted to take her. We were going to visit family, yep. and I wanted to take her to the river where we spent my stomping grounds when I was a kid. We used to go fishing, swimming, you know. It's awesome. Yeah, it's how romantic. Uh, it was, it was going to be great. So I thought, <laughs> so we get down there, and, you know, we're walking around, and I'm like, yeah, this is where I used to, uh-oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's looking at me, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry. You know, so I'm actually using the. The car that my mom lent me, you know, while we were there visiting. Oh, and it's beautiful. Open the door to the old Chrysler Sebring drop top. And I thought, well, I don't have anything. And I'm looking around. I'm like, oh mom's beanie it is, you know. Mom's beanie. <laughs> she had a hat in the car. That's it. I had to, man. I do construction, too, so I'm telling you guys, it's a rough life, man. I know. I have no yeah. doubt. You're when right. You have to use your beloved mother's beanie. <laughs> God rest her yeah. soul. No. Thank God Grandma wasn't in the backseat. <laughs> Your skin, your, your skin's kind of papery. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dan, that's... My wife looked at me, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dan. Rabbi, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. You don't have to say yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, at some point, you, you just you have no choice, or you're walking around with what we described the other week, the Chappelle thing, mud butt, and you can't have that. It reduces you, but, yeah. but the thing is, is that you're not alone. Yeah. That's, no. they, that's the song says. I thought these were good tips. I they thought are. these are good things you may not consider to check your pockets, maybe the cardboard roll. I mean, these are last measures. But number one, as you said at the Clothes. top of it, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Relax, and you can you yeah. can get through this. So anyhow, just John to, McLean it. We're saving lives here. That's yeah. what we're doing. All right, so we need to take a break. Thank you for listening and for your patience and your uh, resolve to stay yes. with the President Steve Show. Fifty dollar Wawa hey! gift card. Take call number eight at two one five two six three WMMR. Tomorrow is Wawa Hoagie Day. It's part of the Wawa Welcome America celebration. So exciting! Casey and I will be on Independence Mall tomorrow from noon to two at Fifth and Chestnut. Beautiful weather, and you can come out. The weather's going to be great. Yep, and you get free. It's an eight ton hoagie, free <laughs> oh, to my. the public. Come and get your lunch and join us for that event. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We will get the CEO. Of Wawa, uh, Mr. Chris Geisen's on in just a little bit. Returning shortly. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. 
Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything at Rocks, Preston and Steve Show. Santeria from Sublime. That song is uh, three minutes and two seconds long, and it is not enough time to eat an entire shorty. <laughs> I saw you trying valiantly. Yeah. Have, I think two and a half bites left. So uh, now it's just got to sit there and mock me. <laughs> Until we end at the end of this break. Yeah. Mock? Yeah. 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 That's what do I it. left. Do right it right there. now. No, I'm not. Do you, we well, have. Kathy's got to do traffic. Yes. And it's busy. Okay, All right, great. Good. Let's get a look at traffic. <laughs> Kathy, what's going on this Get morning? some chili while you're at it. The Blue Route northbound jams 95 to the media bypass. There's an accident that's in the left lane. 95 northbound is slow from Girard to Allegheny. The right center lane blocked with the disabled vehicle. And then your jams from Bridge to Cotman. That's through the construction zone south on 95 heavy from Cotman through to Bridge. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound jams Willow Grove to Fort Washington. There's an accident that's off to the shoulder. Schuylkill Expressway eastbound backing up from 202 into Belmont, the boulevard to Spring Garden. Westbound is jammed from University to the Vine. Uh, and then from the boulevard to Belmont, where there was a disabled vehicle, that's now cleared. Also slowing from Conshohocken out to Gulf Mills. Uh, in New Jersey, 55 northbound jams north of Deptford to the 42 freeway. 295, we've got construction until 3 o'clock this afternoon. It's northbound between Route 130 uh, and 129. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a little bit left in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then uh, on Route 73, <laughs> northbound uh, between Church and Fellowship Road. We've got some volume here and then southbound from 295 to Church Road. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Get organic red, green, and black grapes for $2.99 a pound through June 28th while supplies last. Plus, Prime members get an extra 10% off. Restrictions apply. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. Swallowed every bit yeah. of it and, uh, <laughs> and drank. And, uh, and... Thank you. Thank you, please. Preston Elliott has completed his hoagie from Wawa. Everybody have a seat. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, this just in. Oh, yeah. Breaking news. We go news. down to Jimmy Glashevsky outside the Pentagon with some incredible news. Jim, what's going on out there? Well, Preston just finished his hoagie, and he wasn't quite sure he could do it. Back to you. All right. An Italian shorty is what I had. All right, so uh, now listen, and the reason being, the reason with that uh, reading Wawa Hoagies in the studio this morning is because it's a very exciting time of year. It means that we are in, we are in the full throes of summertime when you know Wawa Hoagie Day comes around. It's and awesome, of course. The uh, Welcome America celebration and all that they're involved in, and uh, it's an event that Casey and I do for Wawa Hoagie Day. We go to Independence Mall, and there's an eight-ton hoagie that is handed out to anybody who's hungry. And there's uh, charitable stuff and all kinds of cool uh, things in touch with you. Make this the year you go and check it out because it is a blast. And the weather's going to be perfect. It's going to be 80 degrees and uh, sunny and flow. We are excited, and we always see them every every year. We have the CEO (laughs) of Wawa, El Presidente, (laughs) our friend Mr. Chris Geisen. Morning, Chris. Good, morning, guys. Good man. How you doing? Good to see you, Preston. Yeah, you too, Good. man. The, ho- the hoagie was okay. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a perfectly made Italian hoagie. You know, just the way that I like it. And uh, yeah, getting ready for tomorrow. And obviously, 
the big hoagie building competition is one of the most exciting parts about right. uh, Wawa Hoagie Day. It is. Yeah. And uh, it, it is. Yeah. Uh, and they they they're they're kind of they're a little loose on how well the hoagies are built <laughs> in that particular event. Yeah. Um, uh, we 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 said actually yeah. it's more a full blown food fight than anything else, but it's still something to witness. No, but it's very uh, true. That's it is a full food fight for good cause. That, yes. that's what it's all about. Yeah, Chris, are you you coming out for the event again tomorrow? I'll be there tomorrow. You, you said it. It's going to be beautiful, so that's exciting. Everyone should want to get out. It's going to be look one happy summer. You know, this is really sort of the official, if you ask me, kickoff of summer when we get to Wawa Welcome America and Hoagie Fest together. We haven't done that for two years. Mm. I will be there tomorrow with bells on. It's going to be fun. Excellent. Um, and so, by the way, you guys are continuing uh, your your quest for, for national domination <laughs> as Wawa contends, continues to spread. And you know what's great about that, Chris, is I think we here, Philadelphia specifically, yes. see it as our brand, our city expanding as well, if you yeah. know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, totally. I mean, even when we went down to Florida 10 year, ten now 10 years ago, hard to believe, there was a debate internally whether we call what you just ate a hoagie, which is very Philadelphia-centric, or a sub, because mm. that's what they called them in Florida. And no way. We're bringing Philadelphia across the whole country. <laughs> they're always going to be called hoagies. And, and the brand and the passion that is Philadelphia, that's what WOW was all about. And it'll continue. You know what, though? I do have to give you guys credit because, obviously, it, it, you know, here in, in this area, we call it a hoagie. But also in this area, there's a certain we, – we call it a shorty. You know, uh, yeah. and so you guys have uh, successfully rebranded the hoagie into something that is, you know, only served at, at a Wawa, and that is a shorty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, that's that's, and that's the blessing that we have of why Philadelphia is our hometown. I mean, people just have embraced Wawa, continued to grow up with it. We try every day to just make them happy, have a good experience. We always talk about it. It's, it's never about how big we are, how far we're going, the number of stores. It's about every customer and every visit making it great. That's why I'll be in stores talking with customers, talking with associates. These are the best days when I get the tour cool. stores. All right, Chris, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, Nick <clears throat> sent me an article the other day about the, the expansion of mm-hmm. Wawa and your trek further west into Pennsylvania. Which leads into another convenience stores kind of territory. You know it. You know. We're not. It shall not be mentioned. Uh, yeah, he's shall not be named. Yes. Uh, so, uh, what what are the the prospects of that? And how far are you guys looking to get? Uh, you know, all the way into Pittsburgh, and and is that the the plan? You know, not yet is what I would say. Um, you know, it, it's really about building out adjacent markets, which sounds like marketing talk. What are we doing? We're, we're sort of going to the, the next neighborhood, the next town to the west. I mean, those markets for us where we have a border already with Sheets uh, have been doing really well. And you look at the Lehigh Valley as an example. That market is exploding with the transportation industry and the warehouses so for us, it's just about opportunity up there in a place where our supply chain, our brand, we think really can fit well. So do we make it to Pittsburgh? I, I, I doubt that. But okay. could we make it to State nah. College where there's been a lot of requests for Wawa? Maybe. All right. All right. Chris, I, like uh, I see exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I, I, I concur. Uh, you're following the Battle of Thermopolis. 
And uh, I think that's great. And what you're going to do is, uh, and you don't have to say anything here. We got you. We know. But let uh, Pittsburgh keep your head on a swivel. Let's just say that. And we'll, t- we'll leave it there. No more further commentary necessary. That's right. All right. The, the exciting part of that announcement was is Nashville. We, we announced we're going to open stores in Nashville. Oh, in so that's... oh. Um, All right, a big jump for us. Nashville's uh, is, is is definitely hopping. I have to ask you something, and I'm going. Can can anyone send me from corporate pictures of what the Germantown Wawa re re um, uh, design is going to look like? Because I'm beyond <laughs> excited about it. Uh, do do can, or can you tell me what what what's the layout going to be similar to? Uh, I. I I wish I could tell you, Steve. I, I don't have them that Damn. one memorized, but I Damn. will tell you there's a couple high profile while including you customers there. Uh, <laughs> that, that will be taken oh care God. of very nicely. All right. So, All right. Yes, if All right. you want a rendering, get your rendering. I will hang it over my fireplace. As far as designs go, Chris, I was curious because I now spend a lot of time with my family in uh, the Wildwood area and the Wildwood Wawa has a very unique design to it, and everybody comments about it. It has this real cool retro look about really? it. Really? A la 1950s, 19, er, early 1960s, yeah. And it's it's in line with a lot of um, what you'll see in hotels uh, down at uh, nice. the, in that Wildwood area. Are there any other buildings that have a, uh, a non-traditional uh, Wawa design to them like oh. that, or is that the only one that kind of stands out like that? Uh, that, that's clearly our most iconic, that doo-wop down in, in Wildwood because of the, the fit and feel of, of what the city's all about. And by the way, that's our, people always ask me, they think Avalon or Sea Isles, the highest volume, wa, you know, Wawa during the summer. It's actually that one. No it's kidding. Totally I believe it. I can volume. see it. Yeah. But, but it kind of stands. But, you know, I would tell you in Princeton, Princeton's campus, they rebuilt our store. We rebuilt it near the train station a handful of years ago and it, I, it fits their architecture. I would tell you, I you know, my name for it is it looks like Darth Vader's helmet, to be honest. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, that's I like that. Part. I got to yeah. see that. <laughs> we wouldn't have designed. Um, and I'm sure there's others, you know, as you go further south in Virginia, they have red brick is more the style. In Florida, the design's different. But, you know, there's some features in stores, some statues that were required to put up, I would say, design-wise. Those two probably come out as the, the oddest, if you will. Okay. All right. Chris, I have a, sort of a technical Wawa question for you, and, and I'm sure it varies from state to state. In fact, I know that it does. But um, when it comes to uh, selling alcohol in Wawa, like beer and wine, there are, I believe, a few stores in PA that allow for this. Uh, and then uh, in other parts of the country, it seems more yeah. readily available. What's the process like, and do you think it'll ever be, uh, be more common in Pennsylvania itself? Uh, yeah, so in, in all of our Virginia, all of our Florida stores, we sell beer and wine. And that, that's that's just more easy of a, of a license to get. Obviously, these things are controlled by state licensures. In Pennsylvania, that type of license doesn't exist for a convenience store or a, a pharmacy, if you will, to sell beer and wine. We have to purchase a restaurant license. It's the same if you were going down to a, a restaurant in Philly, the same license they have. Te- technically, we would be allowed to let you drink in in a Wawa, which we we choose not to. Um, So we have 12 stores in Pennsylvania right now that have alcohol because we purchased those licenses. We're we're planning another 10. So we're trying to do it. It's just the requirements to do that and and own that license. You have to have a different checkout for beer and wine, a seating area. That that 
does a lot to our store design that doesn't fit everywhere. So that's why we're a little slower in in the Pennsylvania market. Right. But we're going to still gotcha. continue with that. We'll have okay. well, 20, 22 stores in the, in the Pennsylvania area. Uh, right, right now they're BY, uh, BYOB. Uh, no. Uh, but uh, on to, to Hoagie Day because we got to wrap this segment. But uh, so uh, tomorrow, uh, noon to 2 is when this is taking place. And workers are going to get started, I guess, tonight kind of assembling the uh, the Hoagie or, or like, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, something like that, Chris? 100 Wawa zealots will be there like 2 in the morning. And, wow. and they're not supposed to get done till 10, but they overachieve and they're done at like 7. So yeah. by the time, you know, the lazy CEO rolls out of bed, they're already done and <laughs> just eating a hoagie. And uh, it's great, though. Yeah, tomorrow, and then they'll eight tons of hoagies. You said that 30,000 hoagies, 20,000 will be on the Independence Mall at noon, available for free. It'll be great. Come out. We'll have a lot of fun around that and surrounding it. We're giving another 7,000 of those to fill abundance. And then 3,000 to local um, veterans and other community service groups. And by the way, every Wawa celebrates Hoagie Day. So tomorrow, every Wawa will make a few dozen hoagies and deliver them to a local ah, uh, community organization. Great. Which you know gets every town of all of our almost 1,000 stores now involved. Excellent. That is the best. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. we got great weather uh, on tap yep. for uh, that tomorrow. So uh, Casey and I and everyone else who is coming out is going to be able to see you. Uh, while we're there tomorrow at Independence Mall. So uh, we'll catch up again tomorrow. But thanks for coming on this morning, Chris. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Be right, well. Take care. Chris Geisen, guys, CEO of Wawa. He's a great guy and uh, <laughs> loves coming out to this event. And yes. it's, uh, it's really cool. So we will be on hand tomorrow. It's pretty and amazing. You know what? I'll give away a $50 gift card right now. Nice. Do it. Uh, we'll take call number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Courtesy of your friends at Wawa, it, this event is free to the public. And honors the everyday heroes as well. So come out and join the Wawa Hoagie Day festivities tomorrow. But uh, we'll set you up. Uh, call number 12 with the, the $50 Wawa gift card. Oh, B-File. Let's do that. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Sorry, I'm late with this. Uh, and then we have a guest to get to. We So we're going to have to keep this kind of short. All right. Yeah. Brought to you by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. You can protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners get 15% off when you mention our show. Go to drytechcorp.com. All right. Part of the wooden stands collapsed during a bullfight in central Colombia on Sunday, sending spectators plunging to the ground and killing at least four people and injuring hundreds. This was wild footage and i've watched like some of this footage over the years and always thought those stands look so rickety uh, the disaster yeah. took place during a traditional event called Coileja, in which uh, members of the public uh, enter the ring to engage the bulls uh, videos taken the bo- during the bullfight show a multi-story section of the stands collapsing as people screamed uh, the mayor said that 800 spectators were seated in sections that collapsed uh, besides the four dead Another four people were in intensive care and two others recovering from surgery. But, I mean, it just crumbled. To be honest, I don't know how more people aren't dead. If you watch the footage, it's pretty horrifying. Uh, A pilot preparing to land at Los Angeles International Airport told air traffic controllers that he saw what he thought was a man with a jetpack flying through the sky. (laughs) Uh, The pilot was about 15 miles from the airport at an altitude around 4,500 feet. (laughs) That's pretty wild. Air traffic control said, I have a report of a jetpack 4,500 feet over the gate in the section, which is about six miles east of your present position right there. I love you, 3,000. Uh, The Federal (laughs) Aviation Administration said it's looking into the report. 
Uh, the agency noted that it has received reports of several other sightings, but has been unable to verify them. So I want to see a follow-up on that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And see if they're able to track down if somebody, some mystery jetpack guy is out there. It's not out of the realm of believability. Might yeah. be the Rocketeer. It Who could knows? be, yes. A man looking for his lost rooster made a chilling discovery Tuesday afternoon. No, no, no. Uh, in a news conference, a police spokesman said that a local man was out uh, looking for his rooster, <clears throat> excuse me, in an empty lot, when he stumbled upon something sticking out of the dirt, the man kicked it, saw that it was a human skull. Oh, oh boy. Called 911. Did the rooster kill a guy? No, I don't I don't know. And then try to bury him? Uh, and then investigators arrived the following morning, including a homicide detective, medical examiner, and team of forensic anthropologists. Uh, digging with hands and to- hand tools in the shallow dirt, they discovered even more remains, including human arm bones. Uh, the police said it is too early to tell We're the gender. File this one under cockadoodle dead, <laughs> right? Cockadoodle dead. <clears throat> CSI. I wish I, I used to have the the music. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's file this one under cockadoodle dead. It's uh, too early to tell the gender or if there was any trauma. It is too soon to tell how. Wait, long I got it. I found it. All right, go ahead. File this one under cockadoodle dead. Uh, it's too soon to tell how long the remains have been buried, and it appears that they uh, they had been buried. Did he find the rooster? <clears throat> no. No word on the rooster. Damn it. Suspiciously. Yes. Almost as if it was planned. Right. Almost as if the rooster killed a guy, shaved his skin off, buried him, and then used that as a distraction. Uh, the rest of the skeleton was covered at the same area. The bones were likely there for a few years, they said. All right. Sorry to keep this short, All but right, just Glenn. one more because we have a guest coming up. Uh, Florida deputies responded to calls of a driver seen driving on a Sarasota County sidewalk oh my God. to avoid rush hour traffic. You can't do that. Deputies were alerted when a concerned citizen provided dash camera footage of the driver on the sidewalk during the Tuesday morning rush hour. So here's what they did. They set up a sting the next day, Wednesday morning, and they were waiting, and the driver did it again. Uh-huh. Like, this was his move. Wow, man. He didn't do it out of desperation, like an emergency or right. anything like that. How just to avoid traffic. Son what of a bitch. a dick. Uh, the driver was stopped, issued a citation, received a lecture about dangerous driving. So can you drive across lawns and things like that? If of you're, course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, but not the sidewalk. No, Come on. People walk. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. When we return, Mr. Neil Brennan will be joining us. So stay put. We'll return. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. It's time to subscribe to the Preston and Steve Show YouTube channel. Be the first to see new videos. Get alerts when the live stream's rolling. See the guests you're hearing live on the radio. Like Coach Dick Vermeil, who was live in studio on Tuesday morning. Watch the live musical performances. Like Everclear, coming in Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Hit the subscribe button on the Preston and Steve Show YouTube channel. You'll be happy you did. We're going to chat for a moment about window nation. Why? Well, because home prices being on the rise, there's no better time than now to improve the look and value of your home. 
and get some new windows from Window Nation. It's going to be easier for you just uh, opening and closing them. It's going to be energy efficient. They're going to look great. The house uh, value is going to go up. And by the way, you get two free windows with every two you buy. Plus, you pay nothing for two full years. I know it sounds weird when you talk about the ease of raising and lowering these windows. We went into our house. We bought this house. The windows were another company, and they were heavy as hell. And you know, like when you reach over to the couch or whatever to open up a window, these windows glide up and down. But what's even more important is the way they hold in the A.C. in the Mm -hmm. summer and hold the heat in in the winter. And you notice that in how much you're paying for your energy bills. So listen, call them today, 866-90NATION, or go to the website at windownation.com. And don't forget that you get two free windows with every two you buy. Plus, you make no down payment and pay no make no payments and pay no interest for two full years. You save thousands. Savings you only see once this year. Again, it's 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find... So... <laughs> Change, changing plans, I guess. Um, okay. No, it's my fault. It's my fault. It's not a no. change in plans. Uh, no, it is a change in plans. We were gonna we were gonna do an interview right now, which I teased ahead of time. We are now gonna do that an hour from now. And we kinda we kinda fly by the seat of our pants. Sometimes we don't plan out, hey, we're gonna do this at eight thirty, we're gonna do that at seven thirty. This is so I don't know what we're gonna do now. I didn't know what we were gonna do at nine thirty. So we're gonna figure this out as we go along. <laughs> but I do know that we have uh, the results, and I want some music for this, oh, Casey. Yes, that yes, we yes. do have. Uh, the results of the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Uh, we had this on Friday. We uh, did a live broadcast for the first time ever at this event, and we were happy to be there and had so much fun doing it. And we are excited uh, to reveal that the numbers are way up from last year. Excellent. And we collected 959 units of blood. Yeah! The American wow. Red Cross. And what's great about that is what's interesting is I know that we, we had two separate locations this year, live casino and hotel, and the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And leading into this, we were hoping, you know, like this record year and all this stuff. And yeah. what I hadn't realized is that they still kept the amount of beds and donation numbers a little bit on the lower side, even though we had two locations. And the goal, the Red Cross's goal, was 800 units. And... We collected 959. I'd say that is a tremendous success. That's a tremendous success, absolutely. And we're hoping that uh, maybe next year, because there were still some COVID COVID protocols uh, at the, uh, specifically the live casino, and the numbers were a little bit uh, lower as far as uh, taking registration. So I'm hoping that next year that we can take even more on and do the two-location thing again with bigger numbers at each location and maybe, you know, get over the like that 1,100 mark. Well, by the time we wrapped up at Oaks, uh, you and I went over to Live Casino. And when we got there, it's probably around 1, 1.30. They were pacing about 70 to 80 pints ahead of their projected pint count at that time. So I knew we were kind of off and running. But you're right. They had to make certain restrictions because of the COVID protocols. Yep. Again, with those released, I, there's no reason we can't just blow this out of the water next year. Yep. It was really fun having us do the live broadcast there. I enjoyed that a lot. And then it was, I, I stuck around for two hours or so after our show ended. 
uh, and hung out with Pierre, which was also awesome. And I, I thought the flow of uh, people donating during our show was really smooth. It was right? great. It actually started to get like, a little jammed up yeah. uh, during Pierre's show. But that, I, I saw that as a good sign because yeah. it just meant that there were a lot of people there making donations. Everybody was patient. Everybody had a good time. Uh, and it was just, it was cool to have that vibe of Pierre doing his show live from Oaks. And I wonder because it was actually, it was a really good weather weekend. So yeah. on that Saturday, how many people we might have lost to going down or just leaving the and you can completely understand that people want to do things on the weekend. Having that Friday vibe worked in our favor, I think. By the way, it was 181 more units than last year. That's oh, great. Wow. Yeah, nice. I mean, like way, way past what uh, what was collected last year and what was expected of this year. I love it. So thank you to the sponsors, Recovery Centers of America, Window Nation uh, provided the. Uh, uh, the reusable totes that we gave away and uh, Everfresh juice and juice drinks were a part of that. And I think, for me personally, by far, my most favorite part of the event was when Steve caught that munchkin <laughs> oh my God, that, yeah. that I threw yeah. halfway across the damn room. And it was epic. Nailed it. Uh, so we had a gathering over at our house on Saturday, and people kept coming up and talking. And I bet it. I bet it seemed like it was from here to over there. And yeah. I'm going. Actually, it was further. No. Yeah. You know what I was bummed out about is I, I, know. I watched the video and we're we're teeing it up and we're doing it, and Casey didn't see it. His head was down. He was looking at something. <laughs> I was on my way because I, I. Here's the deal. I didn't think it was possible. I did not think you were going to be able to catch it. So I oh. put everything down and I was like, I thought it'd be funny if we grabbed a full donut to throw into Nick's mouth. So I left. The broadcast area to go get a full donut, and the second I turned around and walked away is when you caught it. You thought it was a lost cause. I thought it was a lost cause. never give up. Never give up. Never surrender. It was awesome. I I could watch that. I watched that video like, I I watched it replay like eight times in a row. Do we have the audio of the... Here, I don't know. Yeah, because um, you actually. Was, I heard. Yeah, because I was next to Steve. I heard it. that noise. <laughs> yeah. Was like even that was satisfying. <laughs> yeah, that and the fact that Casey brought his uh, scooters out scooters for us. Great, right? Those are uh, to ride around on. I didn't get. I think I'm going to get one. They just look so cool. Yep, they're a lot of fun. So. Uh, nonetheless, but uh, the, the money shot of it all is uh, everybody that came out and participated. So thank you guys. We really, really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. And thank you to uh, Pierre for broadcasting live, yes. uh, yeah. Jason and uh, uh, Connor, everybody back at the uh, the studio. And, uh, of course, to Brent and Jackie and Sarah. We saw Sarah yes. at uh, Live Casino when she came to kind of relieve us after we had been uh, there for a little while. So. Uh, by the way, there's a video of Nick riding the scooter. It's hilarious. Oh there's a there's a slow motion drive by facial expression that you do that is like I am so cool. Somebody on Instagram said that it had uh, Nick Cage Con Air vibes. Yes. I, I thought that was a nice compliment. Yeah, I took that one. Yeah. So if you have not seen the videos of the event yet, make sure that you uh, you take a look. Those are really cool. Those things, man. I have to say they were fun. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. I know. All right. Since I, we're flying. Well, I so, so, did you, was the time misunderstood? It, I, I messed up. I, I don't know where I made the mistake. I, I scheduled it for 830, but clearly all the emails going back and forth said 930. Casey, I had a radio dream the other day oh, no. and Preston and Steve were so mad at me. I, I like was hiding under the desk I, and it was, <laughs> oh, you know what it was? I, I screwed up the time on something. I booked. I, <laughs> well, it's because they hit you guys if you do. Well, yeah. So. We do, so we, we do, we, but we always um, <laughs> we, get, we get your ice cream afterwards. Well, I, I booked 
Tom Hanks. Oh, oh what? Amazing. But, but then there, there were two mess ups. It was actually Tom Cruise, oh, and I, no. I wrote it down as Tom Hanks. You idiot! <laughs> <laughs> and then I screwed up the time, and you guys were so mad at me. I was like, but it's Tom Cruise. Come on, man. I, that's that's good too. <laughs> All right, well, actually... It's Colin Hanks. <laughs> I, I, do, I do have a couple of interesting things, uh, and we can put them under the banner of the Just Saying Institute. Oh, are, I love that. They're research and uh, and scientific-related uh, topics, so... The Just Saying Institute, home of the Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise Scientology <laughs> Center. Tom Hanks is Scientologist, too? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah right now, now he is. Tom yeah. Cruise converted him. Yeah. And they, they opened up the messages, yeah. <laughs> they opened up a center together. And uh, haberdashery. There was a... <laughs> and haberdashery. <laughs> Uh, there was research uh, published in Science Advances that suggests that people uh, whose natural body odors are chemically similar are more likely to click and form fast friendships. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Statistically, <laughs> what are the odds of this happening? They're pr- they're pr- pretty decent, uh, but I mean, the, the the research is is questionable because it is it's early and there hasn't been a whole lot done. But also, aren't people's natural sense and things usually uh, often hidden behind deodorants and colognes and things of that nature? Yeah, but there, maybe there's something that you can like sense. a pheromone. Yeah, there, a might, pheromone be, there that... might be there might be an undertone of a of a scent. I mean, you've seen dogs, right? Where like dogs I've seen go dogs. up. You, you have seen dogs, right? <laughs> you've lived a long life. You've seen a dog or two, guys, right? Cat or dog? Dog, guys. Yeah. I've never seen a dog. Oh, my God. And you have dogs. I know. I've never seen them. It was... It was a... I know. Go ahead. Know. You've seen dogs. You've seen dogs seen meet do each other, and they'll sniff, and, and everything's... Exchange it, business cards. Everything seems fine, but they catch a sniff, and, and they're like, no, off. I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah. You know well, what I mean? That's, that's actually how dogs are... You're not supposed to have your dogs greet face-to-face. You're supposed to let them do that, and I guess that's how they figure out yeah. if they like the other dog or Butts not. Butts to nuts. Butts to nuts, and then they <laughs> smell something in the air? Well, you know, how don't you hate if someone... If you're out with... Your dogs and, and people who are in the know know what you do. Mm-hmm. You extend your hand to allow the dog to smell it first before you uh-huh. um, just, mm-hmm. you know, ram your hand in and start petting away. Yeah. They, they are very <laughs> much, they are very much uh, um, reliant on that smell. No, and, I was just, I don't even know if we talked about this on the air. I can't remember, but when I met Reggie, Casey's dog, and oh I just God. turned around, I went, Reggie, how does my ass smell? His <laughs> nose was so far up my Preston. ass. Yep. Oh yep, yep. I I have uh, I've I've had a rim job from uh, Reggie. Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah. A reg job. All right, so a reg job. All right, so through a series of experiments designed to uncover the effects of body odor on social dynamics, researchers from the Wiseman Institute of Science in Israel found that existing pairs of same-sex non-romantic friends who reported having clicked when they first met yeah. emitted similar odors. Additionally, a sensor that the study describes as an electronic nose was able to predict above chance levels whether strangers would feel a click upon meeting based on the chemical signature of their natural body odors. I'll tell you one thing. Body odor, like actual bad body, odor, body odor, is is a gag-inducing thing for me. I, I, can't, okay. I can't take it. That and snot are my two. Those are my kryptonites. Mine is, uh, is like halitosis. Okay. 
Yeah, because you, you can smell it when when you can smell it from like over three feet away. Yeah. There's uh, over the phone. Oh, oh my god! Case you did that Grand Canyon trip where you didn't shower for the better part of a week, no. maybe more, right? But you were able to swim during some of that time. Well, no, I showered in. I mean, I bathed in the river. I brought okay. um, I brought um, soap that was fine to so, use in. Uh, so body odor never yeah. really became an issue during that week. Probably. I don't. So here's the deal: I, I uh, under arm like uh, armpit. Uh, body odor, I never get. I, it's really? N- that's never been Neither an issue I. for me. Ass odor, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I guess it's that's out of control. Yeah. It's out of control. Yeah. If I don't wear deodorant, which occasionally happens if I you know, shower after the gym or whatever, like the, the body odor, odor uh, creeps in quickly. It's, mm. it's just and and so for me like it it ends up smelling like onions. Like yeah. there's, there's yes, it, it does. It smells like like a hoagie. Yeah. Um, Preston, so so they're saying this is. A same-sex, usually a same-sex thing? Yeah, same, like your best like friend. Buddies. Right. Non-romantic, okay. same-sex, non-romantic friends. Okay, I wonder how this correlates to uh, different sex attraction. Right. No, this is just uh, yeah. about uh, clicking and, and being friends. So, neuro- You're my smell buddy. Uh, neurobiologist Inbal Ravrebi, Ravrebi said, I, I feel comfortable to conclude now that there is chemistry in social chemistry. Mm. So in the study, the researchers first polled people online for how they would describe the initial spark preceding a fast friendship, which, according to uh, Ravrebi, uh, is often in, intuited but doesn't exist in the scientific literature. As she describes it, uh, common themes kept emerging, such as being on the same wavelength as someone, feeling as though there is chemistry between them, and experiencing a sense of immediate bonding and understanding. And using those definitions, the team recruited 20 existing pairs of same-sex friends between the age of 22 and 39, half of whom were men and half women, in which both members reported having clicked upon meeting. In order to harvest participants' body odor... Each was provided with unscented soap and a cotton T-shirt, along with instructions to avoid all scented products, such as other soaps, perfumes, and lotions, Hmm. before wearing the shirt for at least six hours overnight for two nights. Participants were also asked to keep pets and other people out of their bed for those nights and to avoid eating body odor, influencing foods such as curry, asparagus, and garlic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The odors trapped in the shirts were then evaluated by a commercially available electronic nose, which uses an array of chemical sensors to determine the components of of a gas. Uh, In order to compare the device's performance to that of a human nose, which experts note is far more sensitive, other participants were presented with the odors of each person from either a click pair or a random pair, as well as a third distractor odor. So they have these different ones uh-huh. that they smell. Yeah. Uh, and they were asked to guess which two, if any, were from those who had clicked. While there were differences between human and electronic perception, the test ultimately helped validate the, dis- the device's predictions. All right. So... Finally, the authors wanted to test whether odor similarity predicted clipping, clicking among strangers meeting for the first time. This is an interesting sounding experiment, what they did. For this, the team assigned pairs of strangers who had followed the same T-shirt protocol to stand facing each other from a short distance and mirror each other's movements without speaking for two minutes. How like, awkward that would that be? It's like that Harpo and Lucille Ball routine where they, uh, yeah, I got it. All of the participants then repeated the process with all the participants of the same gender, resulting in 22 pairings among men and 45 among women, and rated how well they meshed with each partner, answering answering (laughs) questions, including whether they... (laughs) 
whether they felt connected to the partner, whether they wanted to meet them again, and whether they felt comfortable with them on a scale of 1 to 100. It's like looking in a mirror. And across all tested cases, <clears throat> there was a subtle correlation between body odor similarity. I want to smell you. And <laughs> Can I smell you? Will you? <laughs> you don't have to move. You just stand there. I'll smell you. That's good. Casey, I just thought of something. Can we have uh, the Stallone Woolia uh, yeah. meet uh, sloths? Uh, oh, here? yeah. Because I have a feeling that'd be a fun conversation. It's like meet the... <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's like a debate. Yeah. Firing line. Will Woolia. Woolia. So, anyhow, uh, the... I don't even know where I'm on. <laughs> anyhow... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I sniff you guys and determine who was I identified you each by your smell? Yeah, you're so good at it. Did you? Uh, yeah. I think you did, yes. I think we did. Yeah. Because I could I, I thought that I could identify who you were just by your smell when you came back. I want to do that again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can we do that right now? No, I'm you. Look, we we don't know what we're doing right yeah. now. So uh, sure. can we get a blindfold? Yeah, we can try. Right. Would you get mind? a blindfold? I'm sorry, thank you. All right, get a blindfold. Now, yeah. Casey and I don't do science. <laughs> Let's see if we can kiss too. See if yeah, you yeah. can yeah. Yeah. by kissing. Part your lips. Uh, Casey and I usually don't shower in the morning. Uh, in fact, uh, I hardly ever shower in the morning. I know Preston and Steve, you guys almost uh, always do. Every, every day. Every day. Yeah. Yep. Morning. I'm a night shower. Even before I'm going to work out, I will shower and then. <laughs> so, um, Kathy, does that make a difference? Oh, yeah. Steve always smells clean. Okay. Oh, I like, like that. Thank you. I try. It's like a, it's a clean scent. It's like a warm saffron, a summer's day. By the way, so uh, across all these tests, there was a subtle correlation between body odor similarity and clicking that exceeded what would be expected by chance and the difference in body odors uh, between click friends were smaller than the difference in odor between other pairs, the paper report. So essentially, on this small study, right. it seemed that those who shared a similar body odor type we're drawn to it. We're likely we're, we're, to click instantly. We're more likely to have an instant, uh, yeah, uh, connection. In your type. life, who have you clicked with the fastest? Who be who you who did you say immediately? I'm going to be friends with that person. This guy, or uh, th- th- we're talking same sex. Uh, probably. Well, I've had a few here and there, but right. like my my friend Will here right. locally, like immediately, I'm like, I love this guy. Okay, I, I, there I, you go. Yeah, and I, what I, does I, he I smell like? Total. He smells like a, a warm spring morning. Oh, all right. Uh, no, no, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but oh, he's... smell your ass. <laughs> wow. Hard. <laughs> this smell you so hard. I, wanna, I want my nose to touch small intestine. Uh, so, Kathy, did Marissa bring a... Yeah, uh, yeah, I have him blindfolded. Marissa, what do you want to know? You know what's going to have to happen? We're going to have to blindfold her. One at a time, we're going to have to step over there, but we can't be speaking at all, so she doesn't know. So you're going to have to... Uh, kind of uh, narrate this, if you will. All right. Wait, let me stand up. All right. So we'll announce as we step over, and right? we'll we'll each have uh, she'll she'll have to uh, identify us by number. Okay. All right. Spin her around. Do you, hey, wait. Should we should we get her out of the room? Wait. Hold on. Should we get her up on the roof? Uh, ha- leave the room for a moment. You want me to leave? Yeah. Right. Get right. out of here. Leave, then, Connor, leave with your blindfold on. To, Connor, you're gonna have to guide her back in right. in a moment. So. Yeah, I know. Let's spin her around in the parking lot. I, I, don't worry, we'll figure this out. So right, I'm, I'm everyone give, switch pants. I'm going to give each one of us a number, and uh, here you go. Okay. okay. Now this don't. This is the order. Don't at announce which, these numbers. Right. No, no, no. This right. is the order at which we will go in. Now we've never met, right? 
Right. Okay. We've never met. And Marissa, you're just going to have to say, all right, Kathy, this is number one. This is number two. All right. And then we'll get her commentary on uh, who she thinks it is when we're all completed. Okay. I suggest uh, taking off any, like, um, lanyards or anything. Yeah, yeah. Jewelry. Take off the clothes. Pacemakers. Why the lanyards? Like, Nick has a little jingle to him, and yeah. you just oh, okay. know each so other. So, no, I got a jingle. No audio. I'm, I'm taking off my spurs. <laughs> Nick McElwain. That's his jingle. jingle. Yeah. And my, my Benoit balls. All right. So, uh, Marissa, I'm going to give you the mic. Uh, have uh, Kathy come back in, please. Now we need to shut up. And then let's have her sit at the microphone. All right. Okay. Stand. Uh, and, and you know what? Uh, all of us, we're going to go to the other side of the room once uh, she gets in here. And uh, we'll come over one at a time, Kathy, and you can smell us, okay? Okay. What? All right. Fairmont? Yeah, oh. right there. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the other side of the room. Marissa, here you go. I'm going to give the microphone to you. Here. Which uh, way am I facing? Face that way. That's this perfect. Way? Okay. Kathy, didn't you predict last week that it would be the Kathy and Marissa show in less than a week? <laughs> That's right. It, it happened. And here we are. It happened. <laughs> All right. Number one, step up to the microphone. Okay. So I want to, I need to like smell like, wait, I don't want to get too close. She's sniffing his mm. neck. That's, I think, I think it's neck. Are we saving it to the end? Okay, we'll save it to the end. Uh, how about number two? Please join uh, Kathy Romano at the microphone. She's sniffing around. Oh, that's Steve. Okay. Number three, step up. We're not revealing this until the very, very end. Wait. Oh, Preston. Kathy is taking this very, very seriously. Number four is stepping over. This is the last one. Ew. <laughs> just kidding. I think it's Casey. <laughs> you can take off your blindfold. Okay, now everybody's, now everybody's back. Wow. Um, that was 100%. You got every single one of us. Holy moly. In, in the second. only one you were kind of like Nick was like, I, I think this might be Nick. That was the only one. And you said wa- closest to him. There, there wasn't much there. Yeah, like, yeah. There, And maybe it's because you showered last night, you know I what I mean, so. and not this morning. Yeah. How did you know it was, you're like, oh, that's Preston. Um, It's like a... Uh, how would I, you describe how I smell? Okay. Um, like a dead mouse? No, I'm not. And you guys are going to laugh. It's almost like a, like... Fruity, sweet smell. There wow. you go. That's very nice. Okay. And was it fruity and sweet? Was it Steve's scent that Steve, gave him away? Steve is a very light cologne. Right. Yeah. Um, Casey, well, I knew it was you at the end because that was the only other person that I didn't pick. But um, I forget what yours is. Yours might be uh, either like a detergent or or a light cologne. I too. smell cologne on Casey. Yeah, it's a cologne. A yeah. cologne. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's light. It's not. Yeah. You don't put too much on. Yeah. Okay. Which is crazy because I feel like I do put too much on. But I, I don't know. I do like. Right. I actually what, like have a, eight a small. Is right? Like, I, well, eight? what I do is <laughs> I do four. I do do four. I I fill the sink with the cologne and I push my. Cologne. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I got this text. It says the Kathy and Marissa show is refreshing. Wow, nice job. Yeah, I, no, I don't. Okay. I couldn't do it with you guys. There's no way. No, I, 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 I at all. I know the Casey wears cologne, so I could probably do that. But I couldn't. Oh, I, I don't think I could pick between. He, sit, he sits right next to me. I never notice that you're wearing cologne. And you're probably nose blind though, because I can't smell it either. Okay. I mean, I could smell it maybe the first week or so. Can your wife? Uh, I don't know. She, I wonder if she knows your scent like better than anyone. If I you were to, if you were to fully evacuate into your pants, <laughs> mm-hmm. how long before you would? Just by smell, realize that you'd done that. Oh, <laughs> Just pretty by like immediately. Smell? Immediately, 
Um, oh my God, yes. I have three different scents, uh, but I have been uh, using the one. Which is? Uh, it's a YSL, uh, and it is a Y. You're so, so lame. I, I feel pretentious when I say Yves Saint Laurent. Oh, but, <laughs> but you really should. Uh, so I say YSL. By the way, yesterday, so I, I went out and played golf, and the uh, the group I was with, I was like, guys, I know we're outside, but I have to tell you that my stomach is rumbling. If you smell something bad, it came out of my Wow. Yeah. This is outside. This is outside. Yeah. And I was just like, and, and I what, had animals complaining. I was walking by, and, and I let one slip, and I'm like, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the hell is a forest on fire? What the hell's going on? That, did you say that to our former boss? No, no, no oh. that was I played with him the day. Oh, before. thank God! I would have felt embarrassed saying that. All to right, him. good, good. He's such a... Hey, John, I really have to take a hairy one behind the bushes. <laughs> yeah, but they they would have understood. He's they would have understood. Come yeah. on, man. He's a, he's a cultured man. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> this is really swanky yeah. golf club. Who is that? Pooping. Yeah, that's uh, it's a guy who doesn't work for me anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'll notice that you were taking a large dump in the sand trap. So we encourage the club members to not do that. (laughs) 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 Not do that. All right, I have. uh, We have time for another thing from Justine Institute. I think we do, as a matter of fact. So, but anyhow, keep in mind that that person that you're really that clicked with immediately, you might share a similar body scent. Now, this is interesting, and, and I kind of fall in this category from time to time. So. Things that make you sneeze. Dust, pollen, stuff like that, right? But there's a subgroup of people that exposure to bright light... Yes. I've told you this. ...can launch an onslaught of sneezes. Yes. So when I go outside today, I'll get what I call my complimentary two. I'll sneeze twice. Hmm. Uh, if I Every want to day? sneeze... Um, like a day like today? Yeah, I'll sneeze once or twice. Okay. And if you feel... this is That's what I do. I think what yeah. you're going to say next is if I feel a sneeze, but it's like not like, oh, is it I coming? I look up at the light. Look up at the light. Yep. Same. So uh, it's a condition. And I, I remember when I was a kid... And Does it, it make you smell fresh, right, Kathy? Mm-hmm. If I would... <laughs> Like feel a sneeze coming on, and it was teetering on the level of okay. This might not. I might not sneeze. Right. Look at a bright light, and I could sneeze. So, yeah. so we so. Yeah. actually, I, <clears throat> Dr. Mike has described what causes this. Um, it, it um, yeah, it, it it's kind of interesting. It's actually for me, it's kind of cool because I hate that teetering on a sneeze feeling and not being able to complete. Yeah. But the the light, a good, it has to be a particular kind of light source. Uh, we'll get it to happen. All right, so the phenomenon is appropriately called Achu syndrome. Oh. Short for autosmal dominant compulsive heliophthalmic oh. uh, outbursts. They worked on that one. Yeah. Uh, it's also known as... It's like your ass-wiping hand. Yeah. It's also known as uh, photic sneeze okay. reflex, PSR. So uh, it is, or and also Achu syndrome. It is uh, <laughs> it's not serious or life-threatening on its own, according to Dr. Louis uh, Patecki or Patek, uh, a neurology professor at the University of California, San Francisco. But depending on your circumstances, it could be dangerous in certain situations, like if you operate heavy machinery. Yes. <clears throat> Researchers have yet to identify the exact cause of Achu syndrome. That's why I am always wearing dark sunglasses when I'm using my bulldozer around the house. Yeah. Uh, but here's what they know so far about uh, the medical mystery. Okay. okay. So... 
Usually, you sneeze when the mucous membranes of your nose or throat get irritated by particles of dust, pollen, spicy foods, air pollution, things like that. It's the body's way of clearing the irritants. This kind of thing. But with that chew syndrome, (laughs) the sneezing is not in response to any sort of particle. Rather, it occurs when someone is exposed to bright light. Sunlight is the most common culprit, but even a camera flash uh, can set the sneezing off. That'd be too short for me. Uh, And it's not just one sneeze. The condition can cause uncontrollable sneezing episodes of at least two, three, uh, two or three sneezes in a row. Though in many cases, people only experience a prickling, tingling sensation in their nose without actually sneezing. Uh, the reflex seems to be triggered by a change in intensity of light rather than a specific type of wavelength of light. This means that sneezing occurs due to the sudden exposure to bright light after an extended period of relative darkness. That's why when you go from inside to outside. I could have run this there. I could have given you all the data you need but without going to this doctor. Yeah, that's abs- everything you're saying is exactly my experience. So there are plenty of circumstances where the reflex might be triggered. Watching a film inside the movie theater and then walking out into bright sunlight. Waking up in a dim bedroom, then turning on bright lights. Being on a dark stage with a spotlight suddenly turning on or driving out of a tunnel on a sunny day might be when you are triggered. So, about like why when? So, for example, if I do a a um, uh, one of those breath strips, you know, like a uh, yep. uh, peppermint or whatever, I will sneeze once or twice after I mm-hmm. put one of those in. So, anyhow, uh, a chew syndrome can be passed down from parent to child. If one of your parents has it, you have a fifty percent chance of inheriting the trait. Uh, given that babies can also have the condition, it may be uh, congenital and or present from birth. So, the exact cause of the sneeze is unknown, but many have shared their best guesses throughout the years, starting in 350 B.C. 350 B.C., they have uh, research going back that far. Aristotle yeah. theorized in his Book of Problems that the heat of the sun dissolves the moisture inside the nose and the vapor is then expelled by sneezing. English philosopher Francis Bacon uh, disproved this by facing the sun with his eyes closed where he felt the heat of the sun, but it did not make him sneeze. Now, that I think was Bacon, from... Bacon was the guy who developed the scientific method, if I recall correctly. Uh, no? That might have been Francis Porkroll. I'm not really sure. Shut up. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> High five. <laughs> who are you high-fiving? Myself. Oh, okay. He never I felt as alone as he did at that moment. No, That's pretty good. High five myself. All right. The Casey Show. All right, Casey, here's one for you. Okay. Geology rocks, but geography is where it's at. <laughs> That's so, good. Who and came up with this? Right. This is Bacon? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was uh, Francis Bacon. He did right. that, so this is from his, uh, I have 99 theories and the bitch ain't one. The bitch ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> See if he was the the uh, creator of the of the scientific method. Scooby Doo, place I think he was. He did not create Scooby Doo, but he did create or contributed to the scientific method. Uh-huh. That's yep. what I thought. He's right. standing around in the 17th century. Bacon made a theory of his own, suggesting that the bright light causes tears to form in the eyes. Bacon, which then drain through the tear ducts into the nose, leading to a sneeze. But Bacon, a, a 1985 study also proposed this mechanism. However, it is unlikely true because people sneeze almost immediately after exposed to bright light, which occurs before the eyes have time to start watering. I will tell you something. When I get this, uh, the sunblock that is the um, uh, the sunblock that is not water soluble, mm-hmm. like, so would you sweat? It still stays on. If that by any chance gets into my eyes, oh, yeah. my nose starts running so 
hard and so quickly that I I, I, my, I can't open my eyes and I can't breathe. It's just... Do you it's start just, sneezing? It's hard. I, yes, I'll sneeze a couple times. All right, so in 1990, a more recent theory is that the stimulation of the optic nerve, the nerve that connects the eye to the brain, can trigger a sneeze. Uh, when a bright light hits the eyes, the optic nerve constricts the pupils, which in theory triggers a sensation that irritates the nose. The irritation is then sensed by the uh, trigeminal nerve, a nerve that sends sensations from the face to the brain and causes a sneeze. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's got the sneeze syndrome, Preston. <laughs> he's got he's got Achu syndrome. Yeah. I thought he had a strange Dad, can distress. I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> Mother, I have a strange... <laughs> okay. uh, well, with a mouthful of food is the worst. Yeah. Yes, that can suck. Yeah. I, I can't remember like the last time the I've ever done before that. eating a box of Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A 1995 study reported that sneezing in response to light may be associated with having a deviated nasal septum or when the cartilage and bone separating the nasal cavity is off-center. Apparently, I have a slightly deviated septum. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? It means that I can't get um, aroused. It oh. means what I said here, Casey. <laughs> the cartilage and bone separating the nasal ca- cavities off center. You got to listen. This thing oh. is bent a little bit. That's what. Oh. You know I where the cartilage is? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never had it broken. <laughs> I got a deviated leptum. A what? A deviated leptum. A deviated leptum. We're okay. looking at a picture. That's a deviated right. septum. Okay. So if you get like a uh, swabbing, sometimes they'll have to, uh, you know, they'll have to really pound it up there with a ball peen hammer. You know what I got again last night? It woke me up out of my sleep. Remember, I was getting that like smell, and we talked about, it and people said it's like some, like a stroke, like like a strong scent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and this time, I'm not kidding. It, what it had been like a um, a grill. It would smell like or or like a fireplace. Right. Um, this time, it was onions. Like, so much so that I was like, are on- onions being cooked at 1130 did, in did, the evening? So, how, literally, it was that profound it where you me you, you think you're like at a, at, a, at a fry cook. Yeah. I was like, somebody, my neighbor's cooking onions. Like, what's happening right now? So, wow. I, we've always heard that burnt toast is what you're supposed to, or what many people report smelling prior to a stroke. Yeah, my, right? my oh, prior to a stroke. Okay. Yeah, but okay. you, 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 that's not, well, no, not, but I not have, onions. But I have smelt the, the um, like, it almost smells like somebody just cooking on a grill. Huh. And that's not happening. Um. Okay, do you want me to read this here? Let's All right, here's uh, an olfactory hallucination. All right, makes you detect smells that aren't really there in your environment. The odors you notice in, uh, it's called uh, fan, Phantasmia. Right, it's the Disney movie. Uh, are different from person to person and may be foul or pleasant. I wonder if it has, like, if it's in the same part of your brain that triggers, like, like, for example, when you have a dream and you have a really strong sensation right. in that dream, that's not happening to you, right? But Say you accidentally booked Tom Cruise. <laughs> right, for example. <laughs> uh, no, like, the, you're you're having sex or you're flying or whatever. Right. Those things aren't happening to you at that moment, but while you're dreaming, you feel like they are. I wonder, Kathy, if your sensation is, like, that part of your brain is being triggered, like, your smell sensation, but it's some kind of dream that's actually, actually happening within your brain. I don't know, but I, last time we talked about it, a bunch of people called in, and the people who had a similar situation... They all had sinus issues, so I mm. somehow maybe somehow related to that. But I mean, it could be. You think you're dreaming of something that would? I, I don't. Re- I don't ever dream, and if I do, I don't remember it. So mm. I don't know. Okay. Maybe he's making me an onion salad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a weird way, this is onion how you dream. Salad, maybe you know. 
By the way, we had gum salad uh, last yeah. year. That's right. Mm, so good. Now we have to have onion salad. All right, so the condition in 2010, the condition uh, they found might also involve the overexcitability of the visual cortex, mm. the part of the brain that the that processes visual information in response to light. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Therefore causing a sneeze. And then this final one uh, note is that a 2019 study theorizes that the photic sneeze reflex may be part of or subtype of the uh, <laughs> uh, trigam- trigamin- trigaminocardiac reflex. Okay. Which, back, refers, back, back. which refers to the sudden onset of disturbances in the uh, parasympathetic nervous right, system out. Uh, wherever the uh, trigeminal nerve is stimulated. No. Whatever uh, the trigeminal. Lost. Anyway, 35% of the population have this reflex. Okay. They have this, uh, you know, light sneeze reflex. So uh, more, more was... studies are needed to fully understand the mechanism behind the condition. They don't officially know why. They have some theories, but this has never been proven. Do you know anyone who's hyper photosensitive, like has to take those warnings at the beginning of video games and stuff like that really seriously? I My son's friend has epilepsy okay. and uh, right. had a that... grand mal seizure right in front of me. So, That's right, yeah. Yeah, so he can't. Because of that? No, 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 no. Okay, but but it think but it can something like that trigger trigger it, you know. But that's okay. not why he had the the initial uh, seizure. Hang on, I'm going to go to Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Uh, good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh. you. What's up, Aaron? Um, I'm actually in the car. I just dropped off my four year old who's been listening to you since he was born uh, at camp. So he uh, he's sad he can't be here with you guys, but. Uh, he sends out a uh, probably a shark to you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. All right, so this story you wanted to share with us, does it have to do with him? So, no, actually, uh, with my uh, six-month-old, he um, when I wake him up whenever he's been sleeping in his crib and I turn the lights on, he sneezes repeatedly, um, and he sneezes about four times in a row. Okay, that could be it. Count them before I say bless you. Well, (laughs) yeah, it's probably this syndrome where just bright light, for whatever reason, triggers a sneeze. And he's not alone because this study says like 35% of the people have that uh, same issue. Yeah. I I don't know if it's genetic or anything also because my husband has the issue with um, pictures. Uh, He, like if a picture flashes, he will... He closes his eyes, and sometimes he gets a sneeze, but he he cannot keep his eyes open for a camera flash. Okay, so uh, so the, the Preston said that there is a case to be made that this can be genetic. Yeah. Passed on yeah. to genetics. Yeah. Well, there you go. Interesting. Interesting. All right, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Somebody texts and says they sneeze every time they eat ice cream. Ice cream? That's pretty strange. Yeah. I wonder if it's the, the cold. Hmm. I wonder if they notice that with, uh, with, eat ice cream. with other frozen treats. Besides ice cream. Does it, happen, does it happen with water it's ice? It's Rocky Road. It's, Get it? It's it's rocky. Yeah. <laughs> rocky Road? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's your name, Brainiac? <laughs> rocky Road? <laughs> this is my very smart friend, Sloth. Chocolate. <laughs> he likes chocolate. He says words gooder than I do. <laughs> Will you? All right. All right. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Enough of this. Anyway. One more thing. Do I have time for one more thing? Guy. All right. I do have a little guy. Extra credit. Uh, this is extra credit. All right. 
The last thing that I will mention is that if you suffer from FOMO, right, silencing your phone might make it worse. So this is a fear of missing out, correct? Yeah. According to a study published in Computers and Human Behavior. Is this like your AWH? Uh, wait, I forgot what that was. Ass wiping. Ass wiping. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, 138 iPhone users completed a survey to determine whether or not they suffered from FOMO. Individuals with high FOMO scores tended to use their phones more often. Yeah. And had higher feelings of stress when their phones were muted. They, this makes sense. I was watching a special uh, over the weekend and it took, it, it correlated the advent of the iPhone with all sorts of horrible things, mental breakdowns, nervous anxiety, all, you know, all, so many of um, our uh, societal ills that have been an offshoot of the phone. And, and, and it's, it's kind of wild to see it. On a personal level, I am, I am distancing myself more and more from my phone. You will I be happier for it. I don't want to be around it. I'm not really, and I apologize, I just don't answer my text messages that often anymore. I, do, I certainly don't check the, the the constant news updates and things like that. I'm just like, I, I just, I, I want to get away from I, it, man. Because there's so much that you're going to be hyper aware of that doesn't affect you in the slightest. Yeah. But can give you agita and angst and all this crap. And also... It's almost the, the, if it's really important, you'll find it'll get to you. Yeah. And a lot of stuff you convince yourself is important that you really don't need. And, and really, it gives you more time for Pornhub. That too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is also available on your phone. Yes. But, you know, go you old school. You want to see it on a bigger screen. Use a laptop. Yeah. I um, found myself the other day that I, I was spending half of my free time simply replying. Mm. Replying to texts, replying to emails, replying to direct messages on yeah. Instagram, whatever. And it, and it's like I like the engagement, right? And I, I like connecting with people. It's part of what our right. job is. However, it takes up a significant portion of your time. Yeah. And when you when you put your phone down and walk away from it for a little bit, you can reply when you pick your phone back up. Right. But you when you have your phone in your hand, you feel this need to reply instantly. Yep. And the, the, separating yourself from that is a really good a good idea, I think. I'm sure we've all had instances of FOMO, but like I don't get the FOMO as far as like the phone goes or social media or like so I have a, a friend who is constantly on her phone and social media. And I think, this is just me theorizing, I think it's because she wants to be the first to know anything. Right. So, like, you can't tell her, uh, oh, this happened. She already knows. She knows. She right. knows the details. She she has yeah. the inside it's information. Important. It's, it's important She knows more than her. you. It's, yeah. I guess. And it's, I just, that part of it, like, and... Uh, you know, and, and, you know, there was, I remember what, like, there was a concert that, uh, everybody went to and I didn't go and I was like, oh man, I wish I should have gone. So I guess that's a form of FOMO, but like sometimes every, like when it's everything and it's like, you can't be on your phone because you're going to, you have FOMO. Like that's ridiculous. I I was speaking to a a buddy of mine I hadn't chatted with in a little while. He was one of my oldest friends. Uh, and, uh, he told me he just, uh, reached four years of not paying attention to the news. Wow. Four years. That's a long time. It's great. And he's like, the really, really big stuff. We'll make it through. <laughs> we'll make it through, and he'll find out, you know, the unavoidable news. But for the most part, he has stayed away. And I was like, dude, I'm jealous. No way. We can. No, we can't. We need to at it's least have an idea of what's going on, a little bit of everything here and there. I'm like, I'm very jealous of you. He's like, I am 
so much happier. You do it when so you're, much happier. When you're on vacation, though, Preston, you disconnect oh, entirely. Done. I, I wish I could. I yeah. can't. Yeah. I, well, that's oh, part I of can. your need, Steve. Like yeah. you, you feel like you need to <clears throat> connect, and I understand. I'm like that. Maverick. I have the need to need, need to know. <laughs> when when I'm in places where there is zero service, you can't connect to Wi-Fi. When you can't connect to a cell phone, it's yeah, that's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. I have uh, what is called phobia, which is fear of being included. Okay, oh, phobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phobia. <laughs> you want to be so I like excluded that, dude. <laughs> from everyone. Phobia. Do not. Please don't. I don't want an invite. Fear of being included. <laughs> oh my god! Or fear of being invited. Either one of those oh works are interchangeable. That's great. But see, I don't wow. like news. I like I like the news. I like knowing what's right. happening in the world. You like the sports, I would, but I wouldn't associate that with. FOMO, like, or needing my phone. Well, but but you described a kind of person, like the it's kind of person different. who needs to be, uh, for like, first, when you see a, a string of comments after a story, where that becomes, the first one's your comment, or the, you know, that's just right, so, right. so tapped in, well, and that I'm, they need to get that information out quickly. And I'm also not, uh, I'm not mad or right. angry if I don't have, if I didn't get the information. Right. You know what I mean? I just, you, I As long as you get like, it, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, but uh, the phone, if it's a sense of anxiety, uh, consider taking a break from it. All right, so that's it. That's the Justine Institute. We have to wrap up this segment because I think we have a guest coming up in a little bit. Number the newly established Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks Scientology <laughs> Yes, that's where you'll find it at the Justine Institute. The JSI, as yes. we call it. Tomorrow's Wawa Hoagie Day. Yeah! Uh, both Casey and I are going to be your hosts for the event, and it will be on Independence Mall Fifth and Chestnut. We will be there from noon to two, and it's free. There's eight tons of hoagie it's going to be handed out. And in conjunction with that, I got a $50 gift card to give away. Yep, and we'll take caller number 17-215-263-WMMR. And don't forget, Hoagie Day is just one part of Wawa's Welcome America festivities. Uh, the July 4th celebration that uh, showcases all the America's birthplace that America's birthplace has to offer uh, <laughs> is part of this. And you can find a full list of free activities, by the way, at welcomeamerica.com. Call us 17. We'll give you the gift card. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Get the latest on the world's greatest rock and roll band, the Rolling Stones, on WMMR.com. Find out which deep tracks they've been playing on tour, why they had to postpone a few shows, and read our list of the Stones' live albums ranked. Click Rock News on WMMR.com. In case you missed it, we revealed the numbers uh, from the I Bleed for President Steve Blood Drive. We did that a little while ago. Of course, it was on Friday. Um, Raised more than 181 units from last year. Uh, 959 units of blood. That's huge. That's amazing, especially since they their their projected was 800. Was that correct? Uh, yes. Wow. 959 uh, donated out of hoping for 800. So that's amazing. That's, that's pretty fantastic. So and thank you for coming out and being a part of that. And I'm thinking once we're completely done with the you know mask requirements and the numbers and all this stuff because that's still lingering when you're talking about you know these uh, uh, conditions where we're you know drawing people's blood. Uh, if next year that is all free and clear, which, you know, most likely it will be, I think we're going to get in above that 1,000, 1,100 number. Absolutely. And get back to absolutely record. But none the less. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for volunteering, for showing up, for being a part of the event. And we had a good time as well. It was great. It was first great to do the live broadcast. First time we've done yeah. a live broadcast, and uh, we just had, we had, a, we had a great time. So thank you to... Uh, Live Casino, uh, the Philadelphia Expo Center, all of our sponsors, including Recovery Centers of America, who were on location. 
And also Window Nation providing the reasonable totes and Everfresh juice and juice drinks and all the refreshments and things that we had. So, And I think, uh, from what I understand, the rate of, um, a lot of times when you do a blood drive, people show up and their iron level's down or whatever. Um, they, they they really, most people made it on through, and that's why we got those numbers. So that's yep. fantastic. Yep, it was great. It's so, fantastic. So we'll do it again next year. Ugh. All right, is our guest ready? Yeah, I just made an ass out of myself on the phone, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Oh. I'm a huge fan of his, and I just kind of geeked out on him a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we can do that live here Doesn't if you matter. want. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the show that he's promoting is coming up. It's going to be July 14th at the Fillmore. Very cool. Great room. Uh, unacceptable is the title, and we are happy to welcome to the program this morning, Mr. Neil Brand. Yeah. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Sorry, who was that embarrassing boy? <laughs> <laughs> what did he? What did he say to you, man? Uh, he referred to my. He's like, hey, man, I just want to say I really loved your uh, that uh, whatever you did that series that that uh, that song you made on Netflix. <laughs> He was just calling it a bunch of different things. <laughs> I didn't. All right, so he's got a. Um, it's a special on Netflix called Three Mics, which is great, it, and it is really, really great. We were going but on about it earlier. I, I yeah. was, and I called it a series. It's not a series. It's one show, and then I just I couldn't think of the name. What you would call it. it's a special is what it's called. It's, it's like when people refer to the uh, the movie or something as the uh, show, the, the, you know, the, like the lead character by the title. Like, did you see when Streets of San Francisco went in the house? <laughs> it's like so that you made okay. that mistake. It's a common thing. It's okay. I think Neil looked good. And you know who does it a lot? Uh, moms. Moms, yeah, moms do, do it. that a lot. All yes. the time. Did you see when Jaws bit the guy? No, the, sh- <laughs> the shark isn't named Jaws. Uh, but uh, Neil, it's... you know who? Did, you know who should work more is Jaws. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jaws, yeah. Jaws needs to get more. He work. really, really after that initial run, you don't see much of him. But no, Casey did bring up um, uh, three mics, and so this is very exciting. Unacceptable, your uh, your show, which is you've obviously been been performing for a while, but bringing it here, it's a is, is a great thing. And when you say unacceptable, you are referring to yourself, correct? Yeah, I'm referring to Casey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Casey now. This is unacceptable 2.0. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's basically uh, all the ways. It's just, I just don't like really fit in to many categories. Like I don't drink. I don't really smoke weed. I don't eat meat. I'm a bad liberal. I'm not married. <laughs> I don't have kids. I'm way too old to not be married, not have kids. Uh, it's I'm at the age now where women. Don't trust the fact that I've not been married. (laughs) You don't at least have one failed marriage. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what. No, I I do a joke that women would trust me more if I'd been married and murdered my wife. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Neil, we've often said, and this is uh, this is something that uh, of the comedians that uh, that I uh, adore and that I think collectively on the show do. The the and just people in general, people who are self deprecating, uh, are, are are to me. I immediately connect with that because you know you're you're always you're always running that that self sort of assessment, and uh, you know in the in the past couple of years you've raised it to to an art form. Has has it in fact been a release valve for you to be able to do this? Uh, yeah. To like, I doing stand up is the coolest job. Like, I you know I have friends who. Are have TV shows and they're like, yeah, but and they they might leave the show and I'm like, 
Dude, if you leave the, your show, you know what you get to be? You get to be a person who talks at night. <laughs> yeah. It's like the greatest job to me. Uh, I mean, no offense to you guys who talk in the morning. Yeah. It's not a bad job. <laughs> um, but, but like, to talk, to just give speeches at night, I don't yeah. know. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool uh, thing to be able to do. Well, it's been a part of your existence. I think it was your 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 brother was a comedian as well, right? Correct. Yeah, he is a comedian. Yeah, He's a yeah, comedian, kinda. right? And so and so you were raised. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, David Tell and and uh, uh, yeah, I've known Tell since I was a freshman at Archbishop Carroll High School. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I went uh, to Cardinal Hara, and uh, and that's another... I feel like we could have been friends if yeah. it wasn't well, such a tool. Keep, you can keep thinking that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, I'm, like, from Phil. I went to Car- I went to... I went to uh, Carroll and, you know, and and used to go on the Amtrak or take the step to... Uh, you know, it's a cheap. You can take the step to the Jersey Transit. It was like right. eleven bucks to New York. Uh, back in my day, it would cost you eleven bucks. <laughs> you transfer a Trenton, and they hey, there'd be people shooting at you. Uh, but wait, you're uh, you're a mainline kid, right? Yes, I. Uh, my mom still lives in Villanova, Ooh. and we grew up in Wayne. Like a lot of my brothers, just, like we lived in Wayne and Villanova. So there you go. Um, so I get it. <laughs> you do. Neil, you do. I don't know if this makes sense or if it's an apt comparison, but but I, I love your comedy as well. But I, if you had stayed a writer your whole career, I would. I probably would have loved your your comedy just as much. And I, I put you in the same camp as like Sudeikis and John Mulaney and and these guys who earned their stripes. Tina Fey, uh, writing first and then becoming performers. Um, was there? Were you nervous? Going from being a writer where you didn't have to be the guy out in front to then being that guy who was out in front. Or, or did, did that not matter to you? No, you know, no, yeah, it matters. Um, there, uh, there's gallons of diarrhea worth of difference. <laughs> um, there's, I mean, the, 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 the thing that always, you know, it's like when you write for people, they're your boss, right? So you're like, man, when I'm in charge, I'm going to. I'm going to do things differently and like, you know, you don't, I'm not going to have a boss. And what you realize is the audience is your boss. Like you, there's no way to avoid stress. Uh, like it's just a matter of like, either I'm mad at, I'm either like not afraid of Dave, but like want Dave to like my stuff or, you know, then I start doing stand up, and I'm like, now the audience has to like my stuff. And if Dave doesn't like my stuff, I mean, like it's a pretty equally embarrassing, actually. I would say if, if bombing, with an audience versus bombing with like a friend or you know yeah uh, you know i remember i was writing i worked on chris rock's last uh, netflix a little bit and uh i pitched him a joke right before at the night of the taping and bo burnham directed it so i pitched chris a joke and it was like it just it actually wasn't bad but he was just like Remember when Neil Brennan's punch had some pop? Oh, <laughs> oh man! But it was like I don't right, but that's just rock being rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a very mean rock story. Please, in the show. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to tell it because it's like it's very. But I'll tell you uh, the second meanest thing rock rocks ever said to me. So, at the um, there was at the premiere or the opening of uh, Three Mics, right? Um, 
Dave's there and Rock is there. Actually, it was pretty pretty nerve wracking. It was Dave, Chris, uh, Trevor Noah, Seth Myers, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, like all kind of in the same row, which was like maybe scatter them. <laughs> yeah, and, that could have made a difference. Yeah, uh, but uh, but then if it doesn't, I mean, you can when that it's like I guess that speaker's blown out when right. I don't get a laugh from that section. <laughs> um, so. So afterward, me and Dave and Chris are getting a picture taken together, and then we all walk away, and uh, publicist goes, hey, Neil, they want a picture of you by yourself. And Chris looks at me and goes, for the first time in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Wow. He's the meanest. He's very mean. It's very mean. It, it, it's funny because I I mean years and years ago I I, I did stand up for a while and and at that time people like um, uh, Rosie O'Donnell had just gotten Star Search and uh, there was the Eastside Comedy Club in in uh, in New York that's that's where I'm from and some of those some of those clubs and Chris Rock was like um, was an Eddie Murphy friend and 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 he came in and and. But I, you know, you you look at him in comparison. If you want to watch the way you've applied yourself to the art of stand up, and then the people who really get good at it, initially he was very dismissible, and then in short order, it seemed had that epiphany where I'm, you know, I want to do something that's more um, impactful and more uh, a representation of me. And and for you, Neil, it seems like you know you you started to. Um, conceptualize the presentation of you're always very funny but there's you made a concerted effort to have a method to your madness do you know what i'm saying yeah because i did a special for comedy central and it was like did well ratings wise i still post clips from it on instagram and i'm like these are good jokes but people just kind of didn't care and uh i was uh, uh i had my own eddie murphy named dave Chappelle. And uh, I was like, you know, sort of like, yeah, Dave's plus one or whatever. Um, So I had to figure out a way to make it more remarkable for people. So that was the impetus for three mics. And now this one, it's thematic in terms of like um, the material. And it's sort of not just, it's not just stand up. It is. It's a lot of stand-up. It's like 90% stand-up, where it's like the last one was probably 65% stand-up and like 35 and uh and, and so this one is like probably 90-10. Okay, All yeah. Right. Um, for... for- you know, those who don't know, three mics. There's three mics set up on the on the stage, and uh, one mic is is for like traditional stand up. Another mic is, you know, the the and when you know a certain joke is done, the light will go out there, and then you'll show up on another mic, and that mic is just strictly for like one liners. And then when that light goes down, then you have another mic which is more like spoken word, and it's not necessarily comedy. Um, but like, what really drew me in about that is. Uh, it's just you telling the truth about yourself. And, like, I think real, real good comedy is, um, or or comedians up there, like, telling the truth about themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that was the, I knew, like, that was, like, a a thing I could do well, which is just be, like, kind of write emotional monologues. Kind of like if you've ever been in, like, a 12-step meeting where people are, They call them shares. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. They don't need twelve step meetings filled up because people don't have drinking problems. No, <laughs> we, we managed to beat that a while ago. 
Oh, do you get? Oh, that's cool. Um, so uh, that's what I love about the city, um, uh, especially not Sundays in the fall. Um, and uh, and, uh, and so. Yeah, I was like, I would go to 12-step meetings sometimes and hear people share these riveting stories. And I was like, if there's a way I could rip that off. Yeah. Um, uh, but kind of, it is sort of riveting. And people don't really, now people talk more. I mean, people get a little more emotional every day. Yeah. Uh, culturally. Um, but it's still, like, somewhat stigmatized or, like, quote-unquote queer, as we used to say. Yeah. Um, but but I mean it's yeah. it's it, it, for example and we've talked about this a couple of times with a couple of different comedians I love the uh, the Apatow's uh, George Carlin uh, documentary and uh, th- there was a point uh, and it's so wonderful we were talking to Bill Burr about this not to, not to drop names but he's he's saying um, he appears in the documentary where they, he and his buddy were going to go make fun of uh, Carlin the iteration they thought Carlin was at a certain point where he was almost a parody of himself and yeah. unbeknownst to them Carlin had come to the realization that I've, I've, I've got to do more I've got to be more true to myself and he unleashed that night you know the new Carlin and and Burr's reaction is so tangible like oh my god this is a seismic shift and because you can it, you know, the the comedy only seems, I think, when what you do very well, Neil, is it seems much more impactful when you're juxtaposing it against these kind of real visceral things that occurred in your life. Well, yeah, there's like obviously Pryor is a good example of that Carlin didn't Carlin didn't really Carlin got angrier. Yeah. And did those like vitriolic monologues. The thing that impressed me about the documentary was uh, that. He did it out of pure competition with Kennison. Yeah, um, like that was what surprised me because I everybody thought it was Hicks, and uh, and it was like no, it was, he saw Kennison and was like, well, I'm not going to be like an also rant. Um, so the, the, it means more. You can see almost anyone go talk about because honestly, Burr doesn't isn't very personal. No. I don't know that much about his marriage or his kids or any of that stuff, but like, I think he, I, it still feels real. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's the the point of it is trying to make it feel like it isn't like, hey, everybody, <laughs> yeah. where you from, pal? You know. Well, I'm, I'm really uh, interested. You can just get that from anybody. I'm really interested to see what accept uh, unacceptable is like because um, it's directed by Derek Delguadio, and we had him on. Um, I had seen in and of itself and I, 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 you know, talked to Preston the next day. I'm like, dude, you got to watch this. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to tell you anything about it. Yeah. I don't want to tell you, I I don't want to give you any ideas as to what to expect, but just trust me and watch it. And it's, it's, uh, just, it's a riveting. Oh, it blew me away. uh, It was so unique. And so, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, unassuming. Yeah. So, you know, so you with what you do and then he with what he does, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see what this collaboration is like. Uh, he is a magician and, but he doesn't like magic. So he, Hmm. he's literally has never done a card trick. Even he's not even come close to a card trick around me. And I resent it. (laughs) Um, You son of a bitch. So are you a comedian uh, that doesn't like comedy? (laughs) 
No, I love comedy. That's the thing, guys. I've I've said four funny things. Today, <laughs> so I think that's got it. Yeah, that's fine. I'd that's like fine. The yeah. I, I would give you more. I, yeah, I'd like the record to reflect it, guys. You said you like self-deprecation. We all know it's nine funny things, <laughs> but you say four, and yes. and it makes people think that you're a humble guy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I also want to give you kudos because I watched the Kennedy Center uh, Awards when um, when. Uh, Chappelle was inducted, and I thought your presentation was the the best. And there were some heavy hitters that got up on that stage, and I thought, you know, you're just so comfortable. I don't know if you are as comfortable as you present when you're up there on stage. Uh, I mean, it. I'm. It depends. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable at this point. I've been doing stand up 15 years, so it's like it's a. I'm used to it, and and that night. That night, you know, I got off stage like I I crushed. It was awesome. You did, you know. It was also awesome, like to do it in front, like the the not even like the backstory, but like they didn't want me to be on it. Mm. They wanted me to write for it, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not writing for it. Um, and uh, like I wrote some of the material that you guys are honoring them for. So I'm not going to honor the you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what if, um. Uh, will you write uh, a compliment about yourself? <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so, so yeah, I, so I, I basically, the, the, the reason I seem uh, better than people was because I got off stage and Kenan Thompson was like, how did you do that? And I go, I practiced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Everybody tried to play Dave's game, which is like I'm a cool guy who's making stuff up, and um, I'm I knew I learned a long time ago that like I'm never gonna be on Dave's level by being a cool guy and seeing what happens. Yeah. Um. So like I had to, so I just practiced the, the monologue in at the comedy store. Um, I, Which I want, was kind of weird to go like, do you mind if I honor Dave <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would yeah. be kind of weird. Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> let me honor Dave Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> and they, they must have been wondering, well, what are we looking at here? Well, yeah, they were kind of like, wait, what? What are you doing? They kind of figured it out, but it was because it wasn't a roast writ necessarily. Yeah. Because people try roast jokes out, but I was like, can I, can we do some honoring? Um <laughs> By the uh, way, yeah. if, if people are just tuning in, I want to remind that Neil, uh, we're talking to Neil Brennan. He's going to be uh, performing at the Fillmore on uh, July 14th. The show is called Unacceptable. Two Casey's, um, I don't know if you really had a question about it, but with Derek uh, Del Guadio uh, directing this, uh, is, there, is there a format of the show that is going to make it unique, or is it straight stand-up, or is there is there some setup to this? There, now, let's just, let's just say it's straight stand-up. Okay. Okay. Um, there's like eventually it'll stream and it might be a little souped up a little differently. Okay. Because yeah. Derek's special, like I saw Derek live and I thought his, um, the way he filmed it for Hulu was, I thought it was like one of the only things I'd seen that was better, almost better on camera than it was live. Okay. Um, so, so like the, any sort of upgrade is, is, is coming, but okay. it's not going to be like oh, so you're gonna, I'm going to be at the Fillmore bombing. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I am ripping people off, believe me. Um, so, so yeah, no, so Derek's involved in Philly, but 
Okay. But eventually when it's streamed, it'll be somewhat more obvious. Cool. I want to know, uh, you know, you've, you've talked about the uh, the ayahuasca um, um, experience that uh, you had, I guess, you did a, a fair amount during quarantine. And But you also said you yeah. you weren't very, um, you know, not a drinker, not, not you know, much into pot. I've, I've never been drunk and I've never done any of, of that. But I wonder, you know, like one time I received uh, I had a, a, an intestinal thing and, and they gave me a little bit of morphine and I was out for two days. I wonder for you, your, your system... Um, From morphine, you were out for two days. Yeah, it knocked me the f out. So, um, what about you? If you really weren't had hadn't built up that blister of you know having done the other stuff, how hard did that ayahuasca experience hit you? The ayahuasca, the first ayahuasca. time, I I I don't. You can sort of gauge how much you drink. So it's not. It's I would drink like a quarter of an ounce or a half an ounce. Right. So, but there were points where I would drink. I did drink too much one time, and uh, it was it was wild. Like I have a very low tolerance. You're right. Was I out for two days? No. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. But uh, that's absurd, and I hope you feel a lot of shame about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was given it. I was. I didn't voluntarily take it. I was. Be, I was a doctor gave that to me. So yeah, but it did. Medical I mean, doctor. Yes. What were they trying to? What were they trying to? Uh, I had. Bad, really bad food poisoning. And, and you know, it's one of those things where both doctors who are looking at your x-ray are shaking their head and you're like, oh, this isn't good. So I was in such pain, they gave me the um, uh, the morphine. I, I kid you not, I slept for two days. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, you know, they say two days is morphine, three days is a coma. So <laughs> that's, that's, thankfully. Yeah, that's the saying. <laughs> that's the old saying. Um, that is the saying, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so ayahuasca, I did. Uh, there was a point where I drank too because I did the old thing. I'm like, it's not working. Give me more. Oh, right. Uh, the old edibles thing. Yep, totally. And uh, and then it, I got clobbered. Um, mine, I didn't, I didn't, um, I wasn't a, uh, in a coma, but I did go to outer space, <laughs> and I died by myself as the universe died. Oh, wow. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's um, pretty good. That was pretty cool. That was as, like, Saturn and babies and rivers and black holes. Wow. They were like, all right, we're turning the valve. We're turning the switch off. And I was like, well, this is absolutely terrifying. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. But yeah. ayahuasca is amazing if you, if you have an opportunity to do it. Honestly, I just drink too much. Normally, it's a beautiful thing. All right. All right. Well, people can take some and go to your show and see <laughs> what kind of what kind of hole yeah. they fall down. So Saturn will open up for Neil, right? Uh, right. Yeah, Saturn. Yes, yeah, <laughs> unacceptable. July fourteenth at the Fillmore. The show's at seven thirty. You can get tickets at neilbrennan.com. We'll have stuff posted on our uh, socials and website and stuff about that as well. So cool, excellent, Neil. Uh, thanks for checking in, man. Have a great time when you get into town, and uh, hopefully, we'll be talking with you again down the road. All right, folks. Great talking to you. All right, man. Take care. Neil Brennan. Yeah. That's awesome. He's great. We need to take a break. We're going to do it. We'll be back in a second, and we will get the B-File when we return. So stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? The Offspring. Tell me how does it look from behind the walls of pain? Dorothy. Oh, Lord, you're dead to me. Rest in peace. Young Blood. I've been dancing at my funeral, waiting for you. 
new music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to do this one more time. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you by uh, Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. You can uh, protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. President and Steve listeners, you get 15% off when you mention our show. Go to drytechcorp.com. An Oklahoma fast food worker has been arrested after a customer allegedly discovered a bag of methamphetamine when they received their food order. It's a very, very happy meal. (laughs) Uh, The incident occurred on Monday in Oklahoma when the police department was first made aware of an incident at an unnamed local fast food restaurant that a customer had surprisingly found a small baggie of drugs inside the food order. Uh, police, I got a Slimer once. Uh, police officers learned that the baggie had a crystalline substance inside that later tested positive for methamphetamine. Uh, authorities opened an investigation and went to the restaurant to examine the circumstances around the situation, speak to their employees. Uh, Brian Francis, <laughs> an employee at the restaurant, was subsequently arrested and charged with distribution of a controlled substance within 2,000 feet of a school as well as possession of a controlled substance. So we're looking at this mugshot, and there's no indication this guy is in any way a uh, meth head. Yeah. Uh, you know, he absolutely looks like this. I'm uh, really <laughs> sweating profusely. Yeah, and, yeah looks a little <laughs> bit uh, disassociated. A woman has revealed her extremely unusual path to settling down and falling in love with a rag doll who oh. she is married to and has even had a baby with. That's oh. awesome. Uh, Mira uh, Vone Rocas Moraes from Brazil uh, oh, yeah. met the love of her life after complaining to her mother about being single and having nobody to dance with. Her mom created Marcelo, a rag doll. And it was love at first sight as the pair enjoyed a whirlwind romance. You should see a picture of this thing. It's yeah. terrifying. Uh, it how- would be my honor to feed your insanity. How after, however, uh, after only a few months, uh, Maravone found herself pregnant. What? But not wanting to have a baby out of wedlock, the pair decided to get married in a ceremony which was attended by 250 people. So um, uh, we're looking at the baby, which is uh, equally... I think it really got the father's looks yep. uh, in this one. All right, so uh, the having spent a week-long honeymoon at a beach house in Rio de Janeiro, uh, the couple waited anxiously for their offspring uh, to arrive. And she gave birth in just 35 minutes at home with a doctor and nurse on site while live-streaming the event to an audience of 200 people. Despite living happily as a family, Maravone says that she is struggling to pay the bills because she's the only breadwinner oh in the family. Oh, yeah, well, you know, he's, he's, he's a lazy bastard. She came home early one day and found him in bed with a, a towel, Preston. Oh. She said, he is a man. I, he is a man I always wanted in my life. Married life with him is wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. He doesn't argue, and he just understands me. Marcelo is and a I great... And I love banging a sock. ...and faithful husband. He's such a man, and women envy oh him. God. Uh, when my mom made Marcelo and first introduced me to him, I fell in love with him. It was love at first sight. However, her story takes an even stranger turn when she recounts having a baby with her doll husband. Mm. After gaining the 22 pounds during pregnancy, Maravone welcomed her doll child, uh, Marcelino, into the world and says the birth was pain-free. Of course it would yeah. be pain-free. Is it too much to say I hate her? She said, <laughs> it's true. Marcelo got me pregnant. He didn't take care of himself and didn't use a condom. Uh, he got me pregnant. <laughs> well, he's a doll. Would he use a condom? He's not know. even a good doll. He Look knows a sock, right? It's like drawn on with Sharpie marker. Like, yep. it's, it's not... Hey, was it the, was, was the baby... that way, Kathy. Yes, come on. That's off. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. She's so critical. Dollphobe. <laughs> she said, I didn't feel the contractions and pain. Uh, despite it being physically impossible, she claims that it was like a real bird. She said, seeing the placenta and the umbilical cord and the blood made it real. We might call it felt. What the hell are these people talking about? Well, right. just uh, how far away are they from us, Preston? They're in, where are they? They're in Brazil. Okay, that's good. Yeah, That's yeah, enough they can, they can yeah, stay yeah. there. Yeah. All right, uh, how about this? A team of researchers in China have developed a new device that scans the brain of an individual that is moderating online content and uh, records the brain signals that are fired when the individual sees a piece of content that needs to be flagged for removal. As you can probably imagine, porn is banned in China, and the nation already has widespread policies that remove large portions of content from the Internet service. We will not stand for this. Uh, China is heavily moderating its content through an artificial intelligence program, and while the AI is doing a lot of the heavy lifting, some responsibilities still fall on humans. There's a position called a uh, Zhan Huang, or yeah. a porn appraiser, which is essentially a content moderator specifically looking for pornographic images and video. A porn appraiser? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the team of researchers use their new helmet device <laughs> on 15 male volunteers, and according to the researchers, the human brain was far better at detecting pornographic content than the AI system. Of course. However, the team claimed that the helmet showed that it could detect any brainwave spike from the observer that that was shown explicit content. We're looking at this helmet. It looks like a bathing cap with search tape to it. Yep. Uh, Furthermore, the team claimed that a new helmet is capable of filtering out certain brainwave spikes uh, that may be caused by certain emotions or random thoughts as... For the helmet's overall accuracy of filtering out explicit content based on brainwave signals, the reports indicate that it was approximately 80%. Uh-huh. Research attributed to the helmet's inconsistencies to the lack of accurate pornographic content shown the observers in the fact that all the volunteers were male when most of the content moderators in this category are female. I don't know. We're there seems even... to be some um, some issues with this uh, s- system. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's all I have time for in the bizarre file for now. Sorry for keeping it short. Last $50 gift card for Wawa. We're giving it away to caller number 7 at 215-263-WMMR. Celebrate Wawa Hoagie Day on Independence Mall tomorrow afternoon. Casey and I will be there. There's free admission to the National Constitution Center as well and free admission to the African American Museum through July 4th. So take advantage of this. Call us 7 to get the $50 free Wawa gift card and tomorrow free hoagies for everybody. Noon to 2. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. What do I want? I want you to answer a question. And that's it. A stupid question. Actually, no, it's a lesson question for today. Uh, so the question that we will ask to give away, by the way, a pair of tickets to Bill Burr. We are presenting this show, Bill Burr's Slight Return, on Friday, September 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. You will get those tickets if you can answer this. A man was looking uh, for his lost rooster but found a human skull instead. And according to Chief Detective Gene Simmons, we're going to file that under what? 
215-263-WMMR. You had to have heard it earlier this morning. So, a man was looking for his rooster but found a human skull instead. And according to Chief Detective Gene Simmons, we're going to file this under what? 215-263-WMMR. Call us now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted experts since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. And you can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Kendall, excuse me, Kendall Jenner posted a picture to Instagram of her naked on her stomach, causing many to comment that the recently single model is on the prowl. Kendall admits she's hit a bit of a wall now that she's had sex with the NBA. Yeah. Hey! Kanye West made a surprise appearance at the BET Awards on Sunday night in Los Angeles to present Sean Diddy Combs with a Lifetime Achievement Award. West said it was a pity they couldn't honor Diddy in the gritty home city of New York. Oh, my Thank you. God. Thank you so much. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> Mary, Mary Kate Olsen back in the saddle to compete in the 2022 Longines Paris Eiffel jumping last Friday. Mary Kate was almost not going to compete because she was having difficulty finding a horse that smokes. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood fan. Hi, We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question uh, where a man was looking for his lost rooster but found a human skull instead, according to Chief Detective Gene Simmons. We're all going to file this under what? And we'll go to Bill. Hey, Bill. You All right, Bill, we're, <laughs> we're going to file this under what? Cockadoodle dead. Yes. Cockadoodle dead. Yep. Hang on, Bill. Just got yourself a pair of tickets as the Preston and Steve Show presents Bill Burr. Slight return on Friday, September 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets are on sale now at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's. The only way to uh, top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made with real grapes. And the only way to get it is at Jersey Mike's because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Uh, Green Day frontman Billy Joe Armstrong's made a pretty bold statement. He was leaving, uh, he says he's leaving the U.S., in the, the wake of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, uh, he told fans at his concert in London on June 4th, I'm effing renouncing my citizenship. I'm effing coming here. There's too much effing stupid in the world to go back to that miserable effing excuse for a country. And he said, oh, I'm not kidding. You're going to get a lot more of me in the coming days. Now, whether he follows through on that or not. What country was he in at the time? He was in England. Okay. He was in London uh, for the show. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we've heard people say that type of thing before and they don't follow through on it, but uh, that's a pretty bold statement from him. Uh, Green Day continue on the Hella Mega Tour with Fall Out Boy and Weezer tomorrow in Glasgow, uh, or Glasgow in the UK. It's Glasgow. Glasgow. I'm sorry. I said that incorrectly. Uh, so... Uh, how did Tommy Lee break those four ribs anyway? Fans finally got their answer uh, from Lee's wife, Brittany Furlan. And Casey, can we use the instant replay of the Vox Pro? Okay. Um, Brittany Furlan posted a Snapchat video revealing how the legendary drummer hobbled himself only days before launching the biggest stadium tour of the summer with Motley Crue. And this is her talking about that. Everyone keeps asking how Tommy broke his ribs, so I'm just going to tell you. We were staying at a, like, old 
rental house in Nashville that the stairs outside were made out of stones and they were really uneven and the roots were pushing them up from a tree. So the day that we were leaving Nashville, we had all this luggage and Tommy was trying to carry all of our luggage for us. And he fell down these crazy stairs and broke four ribs. Not fractured, not bruised, broke. Four broken ribs. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. And the fact that he's still going out and playing a couple of songs is... I mean, it's cool, but it's also might be a little yeah. foolhardy. Uh, she said it was crazy because uh, I came out and he could not breathe. It was really scary. He was oh. on the ground. He was gasping for air. Uh, and he got on a plane that day still and went and did uh, the rest of rehearsals for the tour in Pennsylvania. I hope they, you know, made sure he didn't have a punctured lung because it right. can kill you. Uh, Furlan went on to say he went to the hospital in Pennsylvania when we landed and they were like, you have four broken ribs. And they wanted to keep him there, and, but he, uh, they, they didn't. He did not want to stay. And he's just a fighter. He's the toughest guy I know. I mean, look at his tattoos. He just really fights through the pain. Um, so I guess he flew before getting diagnosed. That's stupid, folks. Yeah, that is dumb. You can die from getting on a plane if you have a punctured lung. Wow. Is it possible that they were figuring that they could just pull off the extra oxygen in his penis? Maybe that yeah, was it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they were thinking about that. Coldplay frontman Chris Martin stunned pub goers in Bath as he uh, performed on Sunday after playing to thousands at Glastonbury Festival. The lead singer played a sky full of stars from their 2014 album Ghost Stories while he enjoyed a pint or two at the Stag Inn. Uh, he went to the pub with his girlfriend, Dakota Johnson, and sang and played the piano for the patrons. Uh, the Stag Inn's landlord, Chris Parkin, was shocked by his sudden appearance and called the entire thing surreal. And he said, I've seen a few things here in my time and nothing quite like that. Uh, you never know who might pop in for a pint. What a lovely man he is. And here's a little clip of him playing. What's your name again? Hannah. 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 That's Jeremy. Jeremy. You're getting married in a minute. In, no, 28th of August. Okay. Incredible yeah. would that be? So it's that, a tiny little place, yeah. and and Bath is a beautiful. T- have you are you familiar? So the uh, the, the history is the Romans. Um, uh, I guess at some point occupied that part of um, England, and so there is all sorts of of uh, Roman type um, architecture and things that make oh. it just a really cool town. And they have these natural mineral baths and all this uh, stuff. But it's just a, it's it, it precedent. It's full of little. Like down an alleyway, pubs like that. Yeah, like the one he was at is just amazing. Yeah, he just slipped in there, and just yeah. there's a piano right next to where he was sitting, and just started banging away. So, it's do you ever, even cool. though you don't play the piano, if you're in a place, just go over and start playing? And, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just you know, stop that. Just to, you know, it doesn't sound any what good. What do you guys want to hear? Yeah. Oh, I can't walk past the piano and not hit a key. I'm, yeah, at least hit something. Yeah. All right. And the one last story, Bono is opening up about a surprising family revelation that emerged just before the death of his father. I revealed in a new interview that he has a half-brother 
about whose existence he only learned in 2000. His He's... name is Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> no. Theo? Theo? That's right. Yeah. Blew my mind. Uh, he said, I do have another brother whom I love and adore that I did not know huh. I didn't have. Uh, he didn't mention a name, though. Uh, I don't think so, no. So it very well it could, could be, be Malcolm, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Warner. Yeah. Uh, Bono explained that... Yeah, I'll tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta sit down. Bono explained that his late father, Bob, was obviously going through... Known as Bill. A lot after the star's mother, Iris, died in 1974 and said it seemed as though his head was elsewhere because his heart was elsewhere. He said, it's a very close family, and I could tell that my father had a deep friendship with this gorgeous woman who's part of the family, he said, and then they had a child, and this was all kept a secret. He said that no one, not even Iris or his older brother Norman, knew of the half-brother's existence, uh, but that he was able to speak with Bob about it before he died in 2001 at age 75. I asked him, did he love my mother? And he said yes. And I said, how could this happen? And he said, it can, and that he was trying to put it right Trying to do the right thing. Your, your mother was Janice Joplin, and you have a sister in the states. <laughs> what? What? Uh, oh, oh, Bono said he wasn't apologizing. He was just stating these are the facts, and I'm at peace with it. Why? I smell no, a new story. Yeah, there's yeah. a new story, but I'm not telling you because there's a connection to you guys. What? Really? No, I want to figure out more. I want to figure right, out more on. before I tell you. No. We're eventually going to hear this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Oh, I can't great. wait. Okay. She used to call her lover Westy. I think it's full <laughs> Weston. Scraped as a silver-haired fox. <laughs> Westy. Kind of hair that would shimmer when he rode his motorcycle. Uh, while the timeline... Like one of those chrome spaceships in Phantom Menace. <laughs> Pretty cool spaceship. While the timeline of his half-brother's birth remains unclear, Bono expanded further on his complicated relationship with his father, which worsened after Iris' death. He said that um, uh, while he understands now his dad was coping with odd, he regrets not offering ample support during the difficult times. Uh, He's set to delve further into his relationship with his parents in his upcoming memoir, Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story. It's called That's So Bono. Which is set for release in November. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for today. As we take a break, I'm going to give away, we gave some of these earlier. I'm just going to hand these out sparingly because we got a week to go on this. But we have a screening, an IMAX screening of Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> we found out that's how Thor announces his arrival. Uh, it's next Wednesday, July 6, 7 p.m., UA King of Prussia. Callers 15 and 16. You get the tickets to go see the movie, and it hits theaters everywhere Friday, July 8th. I, for another... Friday, July 8th. For another chance to win, click contest at WMMR.com. So we'll take those callers now. We'll set you up. We'll take a break. Come back. Wrap up the show. Stay with us. And when we return, Pierre Robert, live from the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. Wow. Yeah, we'll tell you about more when we get back. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. 
An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 1044 Tuesday morning in the Preston and Steve Show. We've got a few things to do before wrapping today's program. We've got to give stuff away. Uh, we got to get the letter day. We got to do all that stuff. So first, I'd like to thank uh, our guests we have this morning, Mr. Chris Geisens, yeah. the CEO of a company called Wawa, and uh, Chris is going to be joining uh, Casey and I both tomorrow for Wawa Hoagie Day on Independence Mall, Fifth and Chestnut, in and around that area. Trust me, you'll be able to find it. Uh, and it's tomorrow from noon to two. Stop by, free hoagie, eight tons of hoagies. Uh, being put together and handed out to not only people visiting Independence Mall and the Constitution Center tomorrow, but also uh, to Phil Abundance and other local charities. So it's a really cool thing. Uh, So come out, be a part of that. It's going to be a beautiful day weather-wise. Also, I would like to thank Neil Brennan. He was great. He was excellent. He's going to be in town for a one-man show at the Fillmore July 14th. Tickets are on sale now, and his show is called Unacceptable. You can get them at neilbrennan.com. He was great to have on. Uh, And also, a reminder, we had our totals from the, I believe, for presidency blood drive, 959 units of blood collected. That is 181 more than last year. So we love it, love it, love it. Thank you, everyone who was a part of that. It's fantastic. Let's give away our tattoo now uh, as well for Tattoos Day. Had your text in the word tattoo all morning long. And the winner that we chose randomly, Jennifer Lennox of Runnymede, New Jersey. All right. And a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can check them out, 1729 South Street. Or artwork samples are available, floatingworldtattoos.com. Or check out their Instagram page at Floating World Tattoos. I don't know if you guys knew this, but today, uh, from what I understand, or maybe it's this week, the fourth anniversary of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And commemorating that, a live broadcast from Pierre Robert, who's joining us live right now. Hi, Pierre. Day in my morning. Yes, sir. Did I get it correct? Is it today that is the anniversary or this week or what, Pierre? No, it's actually today. All right. It's fourth anniversary. So you would think that, you know, they might want to wait till the weekend and do it as a weekend thing. But they wanted to do it today. And uh, we were here um, a couple of years ago. For the first one, I think, yeah, for the first year anniversary. And uh, then we had a couple years off with the pandemic, and now we are back. uh, And they're really big on the anniversaries at the Hard Rock, so they wanted to do it on the actual day, which is a Tuesday, and the place is packed. And there's also a a police convention here, so we're in the lobby uh, where this giant um, guitar hangs from the ceiling that's all a chandelier. It's a guitar that's um, a chandelier and turns all these different colors in this massive circular screen of concerts. And the Beatles Rolls Royce uh, is right at the entrance and four Beatles outfits uh, from the uh, 1964 era. Is right uh, where you enter from the parking lot, so it's it's going to be a fun day. Excellent, excellent. Well, why don't we get the letter of the day from you, if you don't mind? Before we do that, I must say that bizarre file was among the most bizarre bizarre <laughs> files I've ever heard. I mean, um, I, I, it was making me cringe. The woman who married the doll, uh-huh. and then and then she 
claims to have a baby by the doll. But wait, there's more. <laughs> now how much would you pay for it? No, there's more. Because she actually live-streamed the, quote, birth to 200-something people. Mm -hmm. And then, wait, there's even more. According to your report, Preston, there was a doctor and a nurse present. How much did she have to fork over to have a effing doctor come? Maybe he was a doctor of management and science or something. Right. Yeah. Or a doctor of nutso. And, uh, and, and, and there's an effing doctor there to take care of birthing a ragdoll. It's just like, what in God's name? I, it's a crazy country. It's a crazy world. But that one, it made my stomach turn a little oh, bit. I mean, oh, wow. Of all like, of them, wow. It was, it may be, in my humble opinion, and I love the bizarre file, as many listeners do, it may be the most bizarre, bizarre file I've ever heard. Wow. wow. I'm happy wow. to hear that, because that's what I'm looking for, uh, to turn you know to your stomach. You know how to find them, honey. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, you ready, man? Yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... B as in beach. All right, Press we got a beach. B. A B, and Pierre is certainly right by the beach. And so we have a father-daughter road trip to the shore package. That's perfect, including... A $600 Airbnb gift card, a $100 Wawa gift card for gas, and a $50 Acme gift card for snacks. And it's from Don't Make Me Go, starring John Cho as a single father who takes an unforgettable cross-country road trip with his reluctant teenage daughter. They discover new levels of their love and the unexpected twists and turns that life has in store. Available on Amazon Prime Video on Friday, July 15th. And that is rated R. So, uh, what are you going to be doing today, Pierre? I'm sure you got some wonderful things planned. Well, we're right in the hub of all this activity, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got uh, things every hour to give away, and they're going to be artists that are appearing here. So, uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, we'll have Chris Isaac tickets. He'll be here on the 29th of July uh, at the Hard Rock. In the noon hour, we'll get to a block of Aerosmith, and the Joe Perry Project is playing here, and Bam Bam is hosting it uh, July 23rd. Uh, and uh, then we've got, in the 1 o'clock hour, tickets for comedian Tom Segura, who's been on your program many times. And in the 2 o'clock, we'll have tickets for the shirtless guy, Bert Kreischer, mm. uh, who will be here September 4th. Uh, so every hour, we've got not just a pair, but because it's their fourth anniversary, a four-pack of tickets uh, that we'll give away over the air. Those won't be given away here. So if you're listening, most folks aren't able to get away on a Tuesday unless you're already off on vacation. Uh, that is uh, your opportunity to win all kinds of cool prizes to come down here to the Hard Rock. And the memorabilia alone, I, you know, uh, if, if you're a fan of memorabilia, again, we're right across from the Beatles Rolls Royce. <laughs> and great. the original outfits, those collarless coats that they wore back in the day. Oh, sorry, that's Elvis's car. I thought it was a Beatles car. That's Elvis's Rolls Royce, delivered to him uh, in 1963, custom built to the King's specifications, state-of-the-art sound system. It probably had two cone speakers in 1963, but still, it had a car phone and a fitted cabinet with crystal glassware. Pretty cool. So it's Elvis's um, uh, Rolls Royce. It's silver. It's wickedly cool. And the four Beatles outfits from uh, the day. That's nearest to us. But everywhere you go, there's displays of costumes and stage wear and guitars and uh, Clarence Clemens sacks and all kinds of things like that. So good nice. stuff. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Pierre. Have fun today. 
I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors, Acme. There's a grocery store to the President's Seizure. Also brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted expert since 1939. Your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. And also brought to you by Everfresh Juices and Juice Drinks. There's an Everfresh Juice flavor for every occasion this summer. And that's Everfresh Nature's Refreshment. Tomorrow, a Wednesday, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word. We're also going to have... John Anderson of the band Yes. That's amazing. He's coming to town for a solo show. And Jack Osborne will be on the Love show, it. amongst other things. That's it. We're done. So rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow day. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 